We are live. I have a very interesting one for you today. A lot of uh, interesting synchronicities. A statue goes up in Arkansas that we may have made with our minds. Uh, interesting name of the new AI coming out of Google. I feel like it's very personal. Um, a few more funny logic questions for uh, chat GPS. Uh, some funny memes and why I talk about what I talk about. And I got a lot of great uh, letters. My P.O. box was overflowing, and I really, really appreciate that. I opened a couple packages because I like to do that before uh, because sometimes it I, it's – I always open the letters live during the stream. Like I never pre-read anything. But I open a few of the packages because sometimes that's very awkward to do while I'm streaming. And some really cool stuff that I'm extremely curious about, about what, uh, what they are. You know, some very interesting things. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, okay. What, do you guys want to talk about interesting synchronicities and manifestations that are just uh, awesome? I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Afternoon all, Cesare. Yeah, you, uh, you as well. Here's something funny. Like right after yesterday, I talked about on the stream that watch out. When economists start saying that we're entering a soft landing. Like that, remember that from yesterday? Remember I talked about that? That it was I used the phrase soft landing because that is a sign that it's a hard landing. Remember that? The next day, Jim Cramer says the economy is headed for a soft landing. Published February 6th at 6.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right on schedule. It was almost right at the same time. This came out a few hours after I predicted it. <clears throat> uh, that's wild. It gets even wilder, guys. Okay, so a brand new uh, sculpture that is now in the that the Parks and Rec Department of Little Rock, Arkansas, just erected is a banana rollerblading. And uh, no, he's not a secret bearer. He's not. He, uh, this is just, this stuff just happens. This is why I'm very interested in God. This is why I'm interested in the Trinity and how the universe works and all this stuff is because I can't explain this with conventional means. All right. I don't know why they did a rollerblading banana right in the middle of Arkansas. Um, I don't know. I want to find out. And that's the thing. Woodshot Bear gave me a good pep talk today. That I should never apologize or be afraid or feel bad about pursuing God. And I do talk about all kinds of other stuff. I have funny stuff, racial stuff for uh, Denmark Bear, you know, um, music, homesteading, my kids, all that. But I do have this desire to understand the Trinity. And I think that it's cool. I, I, I get why some people get burned out. I do. But I've listened to Paul from Pockets of the Future talk for about 300 total hours about the ins and outs of an ashram in India. Now, am I Hindu? No. Do I think that I, I have no interest whatsoever in the ashram in India? Why do I listen to Paul talk about it? Because it means a lot to him. And I like listening to people uh, go through... Over long periods of time, really complicated problems. It's part of my personality. You know, if you've ever seen me play like Beethoven's Fifth or Ronda Alatorca or any of this stuff, it takes time. 
You know, and I got this real bitchy email. You're going to love this, Denmark Bear. You were referenced. It said, hey, Big Bear, Denmark Bear is right. There are so many people on the sidelines of this Trinit talk that are just sick of it all the time. You could probably fundraise off of how much people don't care to hear it. Tell your audience if your donations hit 2,000 shekels by this Friday, you won't talk Trinity for a week. I bet you raised that in about 33 minutes flat. Sincerely, stop talking about the Trinity bear. <laughs> kind of funny, you know. But, uh, but ridiculous, you know. And so this was my response. I know that uh, Denmark, bear, Denmark bear right now is like, yeah, finally, someone. Yeah, you go, you go, you go somewhere else then. This is what I wrote. You can always go to the Daily Wire and talk about the balloon war. Or one of these mindless truthers to talk about one-eyed symbolism at the Grammys again. Monday's stream was three and a half hours and it included tons of original comedy. My son playing violin. Hard-hitting racial comedy you will not find anywhere else in the world. If that isn't enough for you, then go somewhere else. I realize... Taking the time to actually work through a topic can feel tedious for the weak-minded. Yes, imagine learning Beethoven's fifth on the piano. It's not instant. Um, Where is it? And if you don't like watching someone publicly work through big ideas, then I'm not for you. You should just watch TV, get boosted, and wait to die. I'm not kidding. It's a valid option. It's important for people to have a coherent theology during times of collapse. There are no atheists, just people who made science their religion. We as beings are fundamentally motivated and governed by a story and and a God of our choosing. And the more coherent and true that story is and the description of God, it is better for that society. If this journey doesn't interest you, may I suggest watching black men run full speed into each other between commercials for pills that make you suicidal or food that gives you cancer. Those are all valid options. Go to Joe Rogan and listen to him go on and on and on and on and on about DMT or whatever new stupid idea is being pushed by the CIA. Whatever you want. I know my value and I know that these narcissistic little cunts can come here and just they what what happens is it happens a lot in uh, relationships. People get used to whatever they are. They don't they, they stop being grateful. They're like they will become used to whatever they have, and then they start taking it for granted. The reason that I am so passionate about figuring out the Trinity is because Christianity is not resisting the devil. And I want to know why. Like, let's really quickly talk about, and then we'll get into other stuff. So Denmark, poor Denmark bear doesn't shoot himself, but understand that this is why Denmark bear is filled with some Denmark is filled with Somalians. You have to deduce to the simplest form, you know, and I've been surrounded by people complaining to daddy, whether it's Stephen Crowder. Do you believe the laughter? Can you believe the Jews? Or can you believe this? Can you believe that? I don't get triggered by the Trinity. I just fall asleep. No, I understand that, Mark Perry. You find it very boring, <clears throat> which I understand. And that's why you should be grateful that the, there's men in the room, that there's adults that will get to the bottom of these problems. And hopefully we can restructure society. Because you shouldn't be looking at this as, a, as like, because a lot of people get extremely triggered. How dare you blaspheme the only true God and the living God and the baby God and all this. You should be looking at this like an engineer would look at a problem. Because there's problems right now. 
And what is it? Why does the Jewish crusade, why are they so effective at cucking your towns? Like uh, Main Street America announces 2021 accredited and affiliate communities. Recently, Main Street America announced that 883 mainstream program across the nation have earned accredited status. Okay, basically, let me just sum this up for you. They're, um, they, right now, in every town in America, like except for the highly religiously coherent towns, uh, there's rainbow walkways, drag queen story hour, uh, diversity murals, all this stuff, and there is no resistance. Yeah, real quick, Woodshop Bear says, people don't even know who wrote the Gospels for sure, but they act like they know exactly who God is. Yeah, but it's about a coherent theology. Like, my area is filled with pagans. You know, I live on right near Odin Bay in North Idaho, filled with uh, people who follow European. There's a lot of Christians here, but there's a lot of people who follow European mythology. You know, Thor and all that shit. <laughs> this place has been remarkably resistant to global homo. You know, it gets no boring when there's no gravy in the subject. There's so much gravy in this subject. Okay, so look at this. This is the, uh, the passion of the Jew, okay? Each year we select three jurors to review all downtown grant proposals. Our third jury member profile for the 2023 downtown grant program is Tracy Shekel. Advertising and marketing manager. Throughout her career, community and economic development has been a passion for Tracy. They're on a crusade. And they're doing a damn good job at it. They're conquering uh, a lot of areas that call themselves Christian. Then, And then someone in my comments said, well, the Bible says it's going to get worse before it gets better. And the irony about my arguments is people say I'm very rhetorical. I'm very good at conjuring emotion. And I'm a comedian and rhetorical. My arguments are all based on complete and autistic logic. Jesus being his own father is not rhetoric. It's dialectic. Given Jesus is God. Given Jesus is the son of God. Therefore, Jesus is his own father. I'm just repeating it back to you. And then you go, oh, that's a little rhetorical trick. No, it's not. I'm literally telling you what the Trinity doctrine is saying. Do you think there's a chance that one of the reasons that the Steven Crowder Christianity of America is so unbelievably uh, susceptible to the passion of the Jew is because you believe your God was killed by Jews? Do you think that is related at all? Because let's stop talking falsely now. The hour is getting late because someone said, well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So by that, so someone was saying that it's not the Christian's fault. It's just going to get worse. It's not anyone's fault. Okay. By that logic, the, the, this, the level of sin of a community has nothing to do with how bad it's getting. So downtown San Francisco or downtown Sandpoint, you know, why isn't Sandpoint like San Francisco? I mean, there's, there's a million examples, you know, or like Utah or Dearborn, Michigan or the Amish communities. Like why are they not covered in rainbows and butterflies and sodomy. Could it be a more, a less sinful community? And then when you look at how sin is acceptable under certain theological setups, you know, that's a factor. And the hour's getting late. So what did I write about this? And then I'll get into more funny stuff. And I know Denmark Bears, he's beside himself. But I, I don't, I, I'm sick of losing. I, I, I'm not made to be the Washington 
who do they call the Capitals? Who who always lost to the Globetrotters? There's this team, and I they're like the conservatives. They're always like, oh gosh, darn it! They just uh, the Washington Generals. They're supposed to lose. And I feel like modern Christianity, because of the Trinity doctrine and other such innovations that were added hundreds of years after the life of Christ, create this this environment of just losing. Idaho Bear said, um, after years of thought and being somewhat of an outcast in modern Christianity, it's Zionism and the church being sold out, the government, writing contracts to the government via 501c3s regarding the Jew and their uh, IRE toward the Messiah. In the very end, true believers will be executed by those calling themselves Christians. Uh, yeah, I don't know about executions. I think they're just going to fall into a puddle of their own cum. I mean, I don't, I don't, they're not effective people. I'm not worried about being persecuted in an effective way. You know, loss of comforts, loss of privileges, sure. Yeah, I've experienced that all the time. Yeah, did Mother Mary change the diapers of God? You know, like, guys, it's it's getting to a point where you have to, you don't have to do anything. But this is a passion of mine. I will do nigger jokes. I'll make fun of fags. I'll make fun of all this stuff. I'll show you homesteading. I'll read letters. I'll community build. I'll do this. But this is a passion of mine. And just like Paul Romano from Pockets of the Future is passionate about uh, the heartfulness meditation and how Dodgy is running the ashrams. I don't give a flying fuck about any of that. But I like that he cares. I like that man can elevate to have multiple layers of care. You know, and, and I feel very grateful and very blessed that we still have a functioning and coherent society where my only thought isn't food or my only thought isn't to resist warlords from capturing my families. While we still have time, let's take a, a census here and look around and say, why is it that some communities can resist the devil? Why is North Idaho a place to live? Why is Missouri a place to live? And it's not because Christianity is bad. It's a certain... I, I, I believe it's about sin. This is my theory. That when you sin against God's laws, like I think the average hedonist pagan type sins less than the average Zionist churchian. I'm not kidding. Like I know pagans and heathens up here who live very, very strict lives and they don't have a lot of sin in their life. Can we even prove Jesus existed? Yeah, but you're, that's a category error, as Vox likes to say. It's about, can you prove Thor existed? Can you prove, can you prove Abraham existed? You can't prove that, you know, we're not standing on the eyeball of God. Like, like the idea of proof is very limited in your life. You know, because I, I hear this a lot. Can you even prove, can you even prove? Well, it's about the underlying story of a people. Who is your God? Who is your destroyer? And there is a right answer, but you can choose whatever you want. And whoever has a more coherent story wins. And I don't like to lose. I'm not Steven Crowder. I don't sit around and go, I'm being censored. I need more of $50 million. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't relate to that mentality at all. Which out there says they literally do. Sin requires an understanding that something is bad. When you read the Bible, you're held to a higher standard because you know more of what's right or wrong. Right. Like, for example, when I read something like this, and it said, and Jesus said to him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Okay, so is that Jesus saying, he's not good, only he is good? How dare you say he's good, only he is good? It's not coherent, okay? 
And these things do matter. And there's a lot of evidence that Jesus is God based on certain interpretations of certain sections of the Bible. There's a tremendous amount that make it impossible for him to be his own father. And it's not coherent as a story. There's no sacrifice. Jews killed God. God can suffer, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I do have a passion for this. And I'm going to work through it publicly, just like I used to work through jokes publicly or music publicly or trying to build a ramp for my kid or whatever. And I'm not going to move on until I'm satisfied. You know, did Jesus have a soul? Did he have a connection to God or was he God himself? Was he God as a baby? And what year did he become a, I'm not being a dick. I want to know the coherence of it because I, it, I don't believe in the Mandela effect, but growing up, I felt like a lot of people said Jesus was the son of God and not God. And somewhere along the line, I am a truffle pig when it comes to lies and spells. And I can see why someone would want to do this. What someone would want to financially motivate all the churches to make an incoherent statement. Yeah, did he forsake himself? Did he pray to himself? Like, it doesn't make fucking sense. And so having a coherent story is what allows a community to resist the devil. If someone just says, believe it, shut up, or you can't be in this church, you're sitting ducks, you know? And... I was uh, like in that show, 1883, when they were talking about how certain people didn't know how to survive on the, on the uh, frontier. The certain settlers would have a behavior that everyone knew they were going to be killed. Like they were sloppy. They didn't look for snakes, blah, blah. And people would start like distancing themselves from the people that appeared doomed. And uh, I look at these churches and I'm like, this can't work. And this is my job. This is a higher calling for me. You know, where it's like, I, I, my food is satisfied. My social life is satisfied. You know, I have a coherent life. I love my job. I'm healthy. You know, they say full, full belly, many problems, empty belly, one problem. So I am grateful that I get to think about these things. But aren't you sick of the rainbow flags everywhere and the, and the shame like, why, this is what I wrote about this, and then I'll move on. And Demar Bear, you should know about this. How could you ever get satisfaction on the subject, BB, start a church? No, I'm never starting a church. Because one, I don't think that uh, you can make a living as a pastor. You have to do something else. That was one of the big revelations about Paul. Was Paul made it a uh, for-profit. Churches could be for-profit. He corrected Jesus. Jesus came to Paul and corrected Jesus about what Jesus said. Guys, this isn't going to work, Okay. I'm never starting a church. I'm never running for office. And I'm not just a critical Karen. I, I really am not. Like, I, I, I'm just trying to do my job and point these things out. As a bard, comedian, musician, intellect, podcaster, I can be paid. If I was a pastor, I would have to do another job and then also be a pastor because there's too much power in, you know, the word of God. Like, I don't think it should be for profit. And I don't have another job and I don't, and I wouldn't be good at it. It's not for me. <clears throat> I, I'm supposed to be the guy on the outside helping you think through these things. Is it a church of sorts? It's a community. It's not a church because I am not holding myself to that level of speech. I swear I, I uh, create reactions in people intentionally for humor 
you know, I improv, I riff. I'm highly offensive to groups of people. I'm not at church. I'm just not. It's not who I am. And uh, I get what you're saying, Denmark Bear. It's basically like stop complaining and do something about it. But I think I am. I think what I'm doing is helpful. You know? Bard, coach, comedian, teacher, yes, politician, pastor, no. Yeah, no, I'm like creating uh, infrastructure for community building and all that stuff. And, and I'm supposed to be on the outside asking these questions. That's my job. It's like I don't I, – I, I see a massive fraud just like the NASA or Helen Keller or the Holocaust. You understand? Like I see this fraud happening and how it makes things incoherent. Like somebody wrote this to me um, and then I'll, keep, I'll move on, I promise. But a lot of people do enjoy this. A lot of people do find this very helpful. Um Especially when women are out talking about all this stuff. Oh, there's no way I'm going to find it. I get a lot of messages. And so I just, there's no way I'll find this. Uh, and I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm just trying to like, because um, I mean, some of the, the communities I see the most capable of resisting the devil are the Amish, the Mennonites, uh, the Muslims. Uh, certain Mormons, certain Mormon churches, uh, some pagans. I'm not kidding. I know some pagans that could resist any apocalypse. (laughs) Like they are making their own batteries, making their own diesel fuel, tons of kids, completely off grid. Like, (laughs) you know, and these are people that talk about Odin and Thor and Freya and all this stuff. I just look for results. I'm oddly logical, despite um, people want to bear church because the church needs a bear to weed out gammas and clean out. Uh, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with churches. I'm non-denominational. You can be a bear and be Trinity and Muslim or Buddhist or whatever. This is not a, because I don't know. I'm seeking God. I don't know. Uh, I feel like the Made by Jim Bob versus BB debate will either end in BB embracing the Trinity or BB calling his wife a dog eating slope. I would, I would, why? Because you think the Trinity is true? I, my prediction for the uh, debate tomorrow is it's going to be very revealing. You know? My question, they don't have answers for these questions. You know, they, they pivot quickly and then just say nonsense, in my opinion. So you, some people like comfort. They like that. You know, they want their, Christian theology to just sit back and either blame the Jews or blame the left or blame China or blame, blame, blame. Um, And they just sin and sin and sin. And they don't have a resistance to these forces that are trying to subjugate them. If you've watched me debate or discuss with people online, I don't, I don't like end up spiraling or I'm incredibly good at words. I'm good at words. Keep seeking BB. Christ can handle it. Enjoying the ride. Yeah, and if you don't think Christ can handle this authentic, the question you can ask yourself is, am I being authentic? And if you think I'm lying, that's one thing, but I'm not. My prediction, Jim Bob will cry so much as George will be so. My prediction is Jim Bob will revert to quoting a lot of church fathers and documents. That's my uh, prediction. I hope I'm wrong because that will be humiliating for him. But I, my prediction is he starts using big words like um, 
He'll, he'll start using, he'll obfuscate with large words and documents that no one knows and they just move on. Like, because one thing that people do to me a lot is they go, oh, that's Aryan blasphemy or something. I'm like, what the fuck is that? They're like, no, I win. Name it and claim it. You know, and I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> good luck with that. I got heathens making batteries. All right. Keep playing little word games. I predict BB will take over the bearded. Let's see if you speak the same language. 10 a.m. tomorrow? No, it's uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow, high noon Mountain Time. Yes, that's why Jim Bob streams can get tedious. Well, they get in, they, they get in the weeds and just start saying bullshit about things that people don't know about. You know, and I, I mean that with respect, but it's true. It's like they 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 quote these church fathers, these childless anonymous foreigners who wrote books that I don't know about. Like they, when you have to start referencing these outside things, you're losing. You have to be able to explain it to a child. You know, someone was like, well, you haven't read the Bible cover to cover. I'm like, 99% of Christians have not read the Bible cover to cover. And do you think God cannot come to the illiterate? You know? Like, so illiterate people can't know God? You have to be able to... Who the hell reads the Bible cover to cover? They don't. It's a reference book. I don't know a single person, maybe a couple, but I know a lot of Christians. We homeschool our kids Christian. We have a very Christian community. And I love these people. I'm not saying this to be mean. These are valid questions. How can you say, I'm, why have you forsaken me and talking to yourself? That, 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 that undermines your strength. I'm trying to like help people be strong against the devil, you know? Um, all right. I'm really looking forward to the Jim Bob debate. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it will be awesome. No, I'm not going to revert to calling his wife a, uh, a Chinese spy. I promise. I, I'll, I, you know, I'll try to be funny to keep people engaged, but look at it back up a hundred thousand feet and look at the earth. Even if you're like hardcore Trinity and you're like, why, why, why? Look at what we're talking about. Change the lens. And I know a lot of you guys understand this. People right now, we're debating the Trinity. We're not talking about a fucking balloon or the Grammys or nonsense or how everyone's going to die if you don't promo code or blah, blah, blah. We're, we're elevating. And, as, and I don't know if you guys have ever talked, tried to get people excited about God. But just saying how great God, like the, the, the friction of the debate is very important. And it elevates the whole community. Like th- this is some of the things that people have said, because I've been getting, you know, a lot of criticism for the Trinitalk and whether it's boring or tedious or I'm going to hell or whatever the fuck people are saying, it's like, I'm trying to elevate, elevate the whole community. Cause I don't like losing. I don't sit around and go, can you believe these fucking Jews? Or can you believe the left? I can't do it. Why is this? Ha- how do we win? You know, how do we have castles and airships? How do we have thriving families with uh, healthy food? You know, how do we get to a point where we're not feeling pressured to wear a mask and inject a vaccine into our arm? I'm not looking to just complain. I'm not a woman. I don't sit around and go, let's lick each other's tears and get through this. It's not what I do, dude. Like, this is what I'm always trying to do. Like this guy, and I appreciate this. This is why I keep bitch comments open. When will you have won this one? 
It's a it's a process, Denmark Bear. You know, it's a when will I have won this one? I don't think there is a winning of the Trinity. I think there's an attempt to know God and to have a coherent theology. I don't think there's ever going to come a time when all the Trinity people go, you're right, Big Bear. Who was he praying to? I don't see that ever happening. I see that the drive to know God and discuss God is healthy. And it keeps people's focus off bullshit and fear and propaganda and, and nonsense. The fact we're even having this debate is good. You know? Uh, BB, you're still crushing this, still the best stream on the internet. After a long day working, it's so nice to listen and close my eyes while pondering the daily topic. And no, I'm not going to be mind raped by gay commercials on YouTube. That's always my goal. That's always my goal. You know, you can watch niggers run full speed into each other sponsored by Pfizer. Go right ahead. You know, that's a valid option. You can listen to war propaganda disguised as conservatism. Fine. You can watch truthers endlessly talk about what they're up to with their symbolism. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about the balloon. What was really the balloon? It's a fucking balloon. 99 red balloons. We just got a red balloon. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a solid chance that I made that with my mind. I want to know how these things happen. I talked about this in the beginning. A new sculpture just went up in Little Rock, Arkansas of a banana rollerblading. Okay, look at this. The new Google announces an artificial intelligence chatbot technology called BARD that the company will begin rolling out in the coming weeks. This is all the same day. The BARD. Jim Cramer says the economy is headed for a soft landing four hours after I predicted that. On the same day, there's all that one day. You think I care about a fucking balloon? I want to know how this works. I want to know the story that we are. I want to know God. Okay? In, in a nice way. Not in like a, show yourself. Give me things. No, I want to know things. I like this. Yeah, like, look at this. Like, uh, you, want, <laughs> you want to see how the financial, anything associated with Big Bear, Bard, any of this stuff is just spiking right now. I want to know why. On the same day, if you take a look at uh, something that outperformed Bitcoin, BigBear.ai has been up 579% this month. Why? How does that happen? Why is there a fucking rollerblading banana in Arkansas? Okay? This is where I'm at. And so you just keep going, why, why, why? And I know the weak-minded don't like it. I get it. I understand that. I'm not for you. I'm a niche. I want to know how people can look at me in the eye and say God was killed by Jews and not understand how fucking crazy that is. These, so this human being, someone like Tracy Shekel can kill God, but God didn't really die. But it, it was a sacrifice. He died for you, but he didn't die. He did it. He keeps secrets from himself and blah, blah, blah. I, I won't be in that world. I want to know. I want to protect my kids. I want to start communities that last for thousands of years. You know, I want to understand where the fuck we are. That's why I got into Flat Earth. I don't just... Denmark Bear, you see I move on from topics, but it's like AI is messing with reality. Or what is reality? AI is just programmed by just grabblers. It's just like, are they watching my streams and trying to... But I don't know. I doubt it. 
a, a banana uh, searching and ye shall find ye 2024. All right. I'm not a gambler, guys. I don't know how God does it. I'm not giving you financial advice. I have no stocks. You would think someone like me should be a big trader, right? Because I, I can see things coming. I can see trends, blah, blah. It's gambling in my opinion. I'm into investments. I'm into wealth. I'm into, I would rather invest in someone's business than anything on the fucking, uh, in Robin Hood. Tracy Shekel probably shortened it from Shekelberg because that sounds too Jewish. Yeah, it's hilarious. You know, they have, why are the Jews winning? You know, and I have no hate for the Jews. I don't blame them at all. I believe the way this world works is whoever's God is more accurate to God, the only God, wins. And by winning, Denmark Bear, I'll define it. Um, prosperity, influence. How do I define winning? That's a good question, Denmark Bear. Dominance? I don't know, but that you could also... I don't know. I don't have a good definition. I have to think about this more. Your knowledge would definitely allow you to be a great trader with proper risk management. Yeah, but I feel like I'm gambling and it takes a lot of my precious time and... Um, and energy cycle, like my mind cycles. They're winning because they're not playing. Oh, the Jews aren't playing? Oh, the Jews are playing. Their money is God. Their God is money. It's mammon. And that, I think, is a weak God. But how is that beating uh, the God of Abraham? It's not. But it seems to be beating people that say God got killed by the Jews. You see? Why is there so much shame in the Christian community? Why can't they say... Don't fucking put this propaganda on our walls. Why does everyone just stay silent? There has to be a reason, guys. There's fundamentals. That's why it's like, you know, people have these answers where I'm like, what, uh, like so what did I, I write? And I find this interesting, guys. I do. This is what I <coughs> find interesting. Oh, I got to plug in my phone. It's going to die. Um... What did I say about old Shekelberg? I said, all over the world, don't trust this computer. All over the world, there's a Zionist crusade for diversity and sexual degeneracy. They're very passionate about it. Why can't your communities resist? I've been thinking about this for years, and I've been carefully analyzing which communities can resist the passion of the devil and who falls over, to, uh, who just falls over. And then they self-soothe with Crowder and Drag. I'm not, the compla- I'm not a complain-to-daddy mentality. I prefer solutions over comfort. Why does their god of money beat your god in the public square? Are you supposed to lose? Are you a lamb to slaughter? Don't lose. You know? And if you don't think they're currently winning in your public square, you're lying to yourself. Why does their debt money and shame work so well? Could it be that your foundational doctrine is that Jews killed your God? Just a simple question, not trying to offend, but we should not talk falsely now for the hours getting late. I don't think the Jews can kill God. <laughs> you know? And this guy brought up an interesting point. He said, Bible said it's going to get worse and worse, not Christianity's fault. Case in point, communities can't resist because they never have. No, they do. The best solution is like you always suggest, do not rely and develop moral communities with local minds. Yeah, that's what we do now. But overall, how do you win? Because the church has become a mask 
It has nothing to do with connecting to God. Yeah, exactly, Denmark Barry. Maybe you don't like the Trinity because you already went through the process. Losing here on earth usually leads to a closer connection with God. There's no way for them to actually win. No, I agree with you. But here, So anyway, but l- listen to how illogical this is. Okay. The best solution is like, all right, he's right. Five good men within 10 miles, was it? Yes, that's a great start. I don't think men are capable of keeping devils away from everyone else, only themselves. One of the reasons I kept this up, and obviously I'm not mocking him, is this is a great point. <laughs> like, I get it, but I am going to push back on the logical inconsistencies. I said, so by that logic, communities with the most faithful are degrading just as fast as those filled with atheists, which is obviously and provably false. A community is simply a group of people, and the devil can never make you do anything. It actually is the people's fault. And then uh, Henry said something great. For my legionnaires, Corneliu Zelo Cardrini, a country has the Jews it deserves. This is so true. Just as mosquitoes can thrive and settle only in swamps, likewise the former can only thrive in a swamp of our sins. Yes. So why isn't the church keeping the sins away? You can. That's the point of church. I've been talking about that. This is a process for me, guys. I don't. I don't just know. I work through these things. Remember like a week ago, I came up with the idea, and I'm sure it's not mine, I'm sure it's an ancient idea, but that the function of religion is to keep the devil out of the public square. That guy's right. We can't keep the devil out of other people's hearts. We can't keep temptation out of other people's hearts, but you can keep them from doing sodomy pride sidewalks. You can. There's communities that do that all the time. Why is Dearborn, Michigan... So much more capable of keeping sodomy out of their elementary schools than Texas. I, I, I have some theories, you know. So this group of fucking immigrants can stand up to the devil in the public square. But yet the American natives, us, the people that have been here for hundreds of years, who have our blood and our roots in this country. Like we don't feel like we can stand up to these Jews. What? Why? Why do you have shame? Why? Where's the shame coming from? Why do you feel defeatist and like you're just waiting to die? You know? And we don't know. No man knows the hour. It says in the Bible, if you're viewing the Bible as an authority, which is valid, It says that no one knows the hour. So you don't know when it's going to get bad. It might be thousands of years. You're just living. And if you've already given up and you're just waiting for the angels to take you to God, you're you're a loser, in my opinion. You know? It's not about violence. The effective method is not like shooting people or anything. It's resistance, usury, propaganda, Thinking your God was killed by Jews. Like these things have massive, massive mental and spiritual trauma attached to them. You tell a kid, you like look at someone nailed to a cross. and You say, that's God and he was killed by Jews. But he wanted to and he came back to to save us. The kid's like, and then if they have authentic questions, which children have, you just say, shut the fuck up. You don't want to go to the dirty, naughty place, do you? And then your community is completely vulnerable to the devil. Even Jesus does not know the hour, only God. That's in the Bible. 
The Bible says only the Father knows the hour, not even Jesus. And then the argument for the... Tri- hey, love. Yeah. He can go in. I mean, he's all right unless... He's just doing laps. Yeah, it's good exercise for him. As long as we don't have it. Is anybody coming today with a car? Okay. Uh, yeah, what time is the car coming? Can you get him in before 1130? Thanks. <clears throat> so the Trinitarian argument is God is keeping a secret from himself. That's not strong, guys. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's a winning defense against Satan. All right, now let's move on. This is another reason why I'm passionate about doing these streams is because uh, I got this message. I'm just I'm, I'm not going to highlight trolls or anything. I want to highlight people that are grateful for this stream because it does sometimes I get a little bummed out. You know, cover three to five. Yeah, it's, it's – we have a big family. For a long time, people have judged us. Geez, do you not have a TV or whatever gay little thing is trying to change us? Thanks to your rhetorical skill and watching it in action, I've now learned fuck them. If they can't take it, throw it back at them. They shouldn't have engaged. Case in point, someone asked me the other day, geez, you have 13 kids, why so many? And my response was, because I'm not gay. The silence was deafening. It's time we stop being so polite to judgment. And BB, you're the only one I watch do this on a regular basis. You truly are the greatest entertainer, comedian, king, living man on the internet at this time. Keep crushing. That's my job, is to help people do this. That... You know, I understand why Adam Green thinks that Christianity is a false religion created by Jews to keep you docile. I don't believe that. I don't believe that Jesus is a, um, uh, you know, controlled opposition or a trick to get you docile. I don't believe that at all. But I see why he does based on how churches function. They say, oh, we're not of the world. Really? Then why are you going on a cruise? You're not of the world, huh? Why? I, I smell glyphosate on this dead lawn. What do you do with the money people give you? And a lot of it has to do with money. You know, I'm encouraging churches to reform. I'm not encouraging churches to close. Ask yourself, why does every 501c3 church, the tax-exempt status in America run by Zionist Jews, why does every single one of them have one issue that they will not budge on, and that is the fucking Trinity? The one issue that makes it so Jews killed God. Do you think that there may be a correlation? Okay? This is what someone wrote to me. Because I don't want to lose. I don't want to be standing with my dick in my hand as the fucking grabbers just take everything that my ancestors fought for. It's a losing strategy to just keep saying, well, wait till the angels take you to God and let them, you know, deface your public squares. It's not. Yeah, it's always about money. This is what somebody wrote to me. And then, of course, there was like battles ensued. But someone said the Trinity battle is all about securing the tithe. In my experience, it was all about them finding a way to say you don't believe in the same God. Growing up, it seemed they were obsessed with this. And I concluded it was just how their pastors locked in their money. Saying you can't go to these other churches because they don't believe in the real God makes your membership feel good that they're giving money to the right place. Exactly. It's why they're obsessed with Paul. Can most Christians even name the 12 apostles? I'd say 98% can't. Like they think Mark was an apostle. You know, they think Luke was an apostle. Most people have no idea that there was two Judases, two James, 
Andrew, you know, Bartholomew, John, you know, they don't know. They don't care. Matthew, they don't, they, they, they care about Paul. Why? Because Paul said, you can make money with this. The average, these fucking people, they're like, read your goddamn Bible. They don't even know who the apostles are. The average Christian doesn't even know there was two fucking Judases. They can't name the 12 apostles. No one's going on and on about Bartholomew. No one fucking cares. You know, they think Mark and Luke were apostles. Most people do not. Paul recently said Matthew, Paul, Luke, and John. Uh, yeah, uh, Luke and Mark, in my, I don't believe, ever met Jesus. Neither did Paul. And that's fine. I like Mark and Luke. You know, I get it. But it's like most people have no, yeah, Thomas. I don't know. I don't even know if I can name them all. Thomas, Andrew, Philip, James, James, John, Matthew, Judas, Judas, uh, Bartholomew, and that's all I got. I, I don't even know all 12. Oh, Philip. Um, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm retarded. <laughs> Neither did John. Gospel of John was allegedly written by John Mack, a friend of Paul. Is that real? No. A partridge, uh, partridge in a pear tree. Well, I used to think Nicodemus was an apostle. It turns out he was just a fucking Pharisee with a heart of gold. <laughs> Simon, thank you. Sorry, guys. I do know them. I just don't. Uh, you know, and that number 12 is everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. And it's important. Um, James the last. Yeah, and I'm not theologically strong. I'm not theologically strong, guys. And by the way, I don't care who wrote the Gospels. Like, I don't care. I, I know bullshit when I read it. I know truth when I read it. I can feel it in my fucking soul. John was written when he was over 100 years old. That's cool. We need a story, guys. If we don't have a story, we fill in a story. And the other story is the devil's story. This is why it matters. You know, and then I'll move on. I got more funny nigger jokes and all that. We'll get there. <laughs> because people that say, oh, you can't possibly know, so I'm an agnostic. There's no, you're not. No one's an agnostic. No one's truly an atheist. They're lying to themselves. You will fill in that God-shaped hole in your heart with this retarded notion of a big bang and fucking monkey retard fucking. It's retarded. And so you have to find the story that is true. And you, only you know that. We are connected to God directly in this place. And I know these are absurd examples. This was from one, yeah, the Church of Marvel, exactly. They talk about the Marvel Universe and they want it to be coherent. They talk about the canon of Star Wars and they want it to be coherent. Why? Because it's a religion. Religions need to be coherent. It's not my job to prove whether or not James existed it's do the pieces make sense? And the fundamental piece that does not make sense is why God committed suicide and then didn't really die. You know? It makes total sense if he's not his own father. You know, and call me crazy. I get it. But it's like, I don't want incoherent. It's like, like uh, Paul from Pockets was talking about the new, uh, the new uh, Black Panther. And he's like, she was impaled. They stabbed her through her special suit. The spear went through it and she didn't die. He was like, the other Black Panther died from an illness. And he's going through the logic of it. He's like, it's complete. 
It's completely illogical. So, like, nothing matters? Like, nothing makes sense. You know? That's why coherence is so important for your religion. And a lot of people's religion is Captain America or, you know, Star Wars or fucking Harry Potter or whatever. Like, you'll see Harry Potter people go on and on and on about the the universe of Harry Potter. It's because it's their religion. He sent his only son to experience what he couldn't per my religion teacher back in the day. (laughs) Well, then people would say you're limiting God. Like, how can God not? You know, it's... It's just, uh, I don't know. I'll move on from it. How about this, Denmark Bear? Here's a truce for you. (laughs) Sorry. After the debate with Jim Bob tomorrow, I'll lay off the Trinity again. We'll just, we'll climax it. We'll peak this debate. And then I'll move on. I'll talk about what the niggers are up to and the bikes and all that. You know, whatever you want, Denmark Bear. Um, don't forget. Yeah. It's wherever your attention is, is a form of, you know, it's like when you're like going through these cans and and astronomy is the same way. Astronomy used to be like my God. Comedy was my God. You know, like I would think about pulsars and white dwarves and red giants and supernova and how gold can only be created in an exploding star. It's, it's just the, the stories that rule our life and the truer they are, the stronger you are, which lets you know that there is an abstract metaphysical truth. It isn't just my truth. You have an ability to choose your God, choose your truth. Sure. But there is a right answer and it's a spectrum. And the closer you get to that right answer, the stronger you will be. And I'm not here to be weak. I'm not here to not pursue God. To me, that's a wasted life. But who knows? What do I fucking know? The Beatles were religion, yeah. John, Paul, yes. Not only were they a religion, they piggybacked the branding off Catholicism. Who's your favorite Beatle? John or Paul? Do you not see that pattern? It's fine if you don't. I get it. It's all good. Like, for example, this is where lies will get you. Or spells. Or not thinking. One of the main arguments for Globe Earth was an experiment done 3,000 years ago by a guy looking at an obelisk in Egypt. That meme is exactly what happened. And so here it is. It's just a guy with a stick looking at a shadow and he says, it's a globe. That actually happened. Here's an uh, interesting thing because I used to w- look a lot more into flat earth and stuff like that because it was a mystery. It was like a deception. I could smell it. I'm like a... I'm like a truffle pig for lies, guys. Or deception. I, I don't need, I'm not even going to assign that it's lies, but bullshit. The jet power lines in the sun are not moving down. They're moving away. You see the vanishing point, the horizon. It's perspective. It looks like the sun is going down. It's going away. Just like the, the plane or um, the tele, telephone poles. That's literally what it is. It's, it is answerable. You know, and this being your proof that a guy looked at an obelisk in a shadow and had a stick and said, it's a globe. When I found out the arguments in favor for the globe, I was deeply depressed. I couldn't believe that our entire fucking physics and where we think we are in the world was based on total horseshit. All right. And I'm not going to hide. I got to see my mother 
faced these things when I was young and she didn't, wasn't afraid. And she's kept her mind for it. She's 81 years old, smart as hell, kind, you know, uh, honest. And I watched my dad accept lie after lie, offer after offer, matrix after matrix, and just descend into this pile of goo, always afraid. Fear comes from accepting bullshit. You know, like nuclear bombs. Like uh, one of my friends is a nuclear physicist, sent me this, this hilarious picture. Uh, like the world could end at any time. Just look at this one little picture. You see that? He just wrote, that's the image of insanity. <laughs> like this has, it's like looking at someone like the Titanic and there's one guy with an oar. Like this is nothing. Like, nuclear power is so much more powerful. And then so you have like, you have a wind turbine and nuclear power plants. The wind turbine, it takes nine years to offset the energy it takes to build the wind turbine. And that's just to go up one, like 1%. So if that thing breaks in under nine years, it's a net loss. (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> which they break all the time. I have friends that fix those things. They're pieces of shit. They're always net losses in energy. You know? This is what I do, guys. They always break in seven years. Yeah, it takes nine years at working full capacity for it to be a net positive in energy. They never fucking last nine years. But BB, California is a lay power plant. It's called the devil. It must be. We're getting five times as many wind turbines as we already have all for nothing. It's all total horseshit. Why do these churches, why, why are they covered in lawns that reek of glyphosate? You know? Why are they for profit? And then someone was like arguing back and forth. We actually had a really good conversation. You guys want to hear it? And then I'll move on. But I'm feeling passionate today. And guys, appreciate that I have passion. It's, it's rare. A lot of people are these fucking dead-eyed zombie people. It's depressing. You know? Like, the fact that I give a shit should not be attacked. I mean, go ahead. Do what you want. But it's like, I know why a lot of people are doing it. It's all about money. So I said, yeah, and Paul and the Christian prophet after... Yeah, Paul the Christian prophet after Jesus made it... Your story that governs your nation fucking matters. America is a Christian nation. Okay? We got to figure out our story. Like, it's a very important thing. No? All right. So I said, uh, Paul, the Christian prophet after Jesus. Did I had someone say, you can't be Christian unless you accept Paul into your heart. I mean, I've been, I've been hearing some of the craziest shit. It has been slightly depressing. You know, it's... it's But I I know it's worth it. Um, To make a living as pastors, which made churches a business. He felt Jesus was wrong about this topic, but fortunately for him, Jesus came directly to him to correct Jesus. Monopoly on God is big business, and to get asses in the seats, they needed to adopt the pagan trinity and then say all other churches are going to hell. Really fucked up when you think about it. Think about how much infighting you see between Christians. Like Jay Dyer, the Orthodox, is obsessed with calling the Vatican the false church. From my perspective, they're both exactly as retarded. You know, guy in a dress, kissing hands, idol worship, every, you know. 
I'm like, you guys are basically the same. But to them, it's like, no, no. Without monopoly, they don't get the money. And that's why I believe Jesus had that foresight of saying uh, the pastor should never make money. But I had this really interesting conversation with this guy. He turned out to be a good guy. He said, there's nothing wrong with financial. He's a little aggressive, though. I probably in a different mood would abandon him immediately, but it turned out he was pretty cool. <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with financially supporting your church. The Bears are literally built on this concept of keeping the money in the system, which is a good thing. This is a gay argument. And I wrote, Jesus preached against it, but what did he know? You have Paul. Not saying to not, I'm not saying to pool resources and crowdfunding is bad at all. Support each other, etc. Keep the energy within your community, of course. But the church as an institution should never make money, neither should the pastor. It's highly corrupting. If you don't see that given this current state of the churches, then we are just very different people, and that's okay. And someone out, the Iceman popped in. Except the leadership spends it on fancy lights, Coldplay worship productions, and private planes. None of which exists in Bertari. Yeah, obviously. That's obviously, my point is 100% valid. But he starts bringing up some interesting stuff. He said, show me a church that doesn't financially support its shepherds. Well, the church that was, you know, what Jesus said was to not do that, according to the Bible. But that's okay. Your standard is insane unless you're a trust fund kid in the hills of Asia. Okay, that's, that's quite a claim. I argue for pure transparency in the economics of a church. If your pastor is driving a Bogai, you should be concerned. That's true. If your pastor invests in the body of Christ, church building, meal trains for new parents, evangelism, community garden, chicken, food, etc., then you should keep tithing. This argument is dumb and gay. This is said with love. And I get it. I'm not mad at this guy at this point. <clears throat> I said, yeah, he should do all of that, and he shouldn't be paid as a pastor. It shouldn't be a paid position because it's corrupting. I don't think the president should be paid. I don't think heads of state or heads of churches should be paid. And America used to be like that. You'd have a president would be a farmer, do his duty as a president, and then go back to being a farmer. I said, Jesus, um, Jesus said leaders of church shouldn't make money doing it. You had to accept poverty to wield that kind of power. Hence the monks with vows of poverty. Within the church, resources should be pooled for infrastructure, widows, etc., but the pastor should not make money preaching the word of God. According to Jesus, that's according to Jesus, but what did he know? Bro, do your thing, it's all good, uh, but if you post more pissy, bitchy, emotionally comments, you may be banned for life. <clears throat> and then I said, send me a link to your current church, I'd love to see the gardens and the chickens if it exists. And he said... Apologia Church in Arizona. We just had a men's camp over the weekend discussing ways we can organize our community to better support us. By the way, everything he's about to say, I like. So this isn't a fight. Better support itself in the upcoming collapse, including self-defense in areas we could easily defend ourselves and also eat. The veterans also held a training session for firearms and Second Amendment rights. Families with 7 to 10 kids is the norm, so the men are invested in protecting that to the death. Awesome. It turns out most of them also have land and livestock. Great. We also regularly adopt children who are ready to be slaughtered on the altar of abortion. Awesome. I could only dream to be as godly as half of the men I worship with. I don't imagine you would gain all of this information through a website. I also appreciate your leadership, Big Bear, and would gladly pay you to continue, and I have. That's my point. You pay for what you like, and that's good. 
And I said, legit sounds like a good church, but I want to see the chickens and gardens. Is there a website? It sounds great. And then I responded, so it's private. I don't think we were talking about the same thing. I'm talking about public corporate churches, 501c3 tax shelters. If you're just a community crushing, that's great. Not sure why you got so defensive about pastors making money. It doesn't sound like your church is profit motivated. 99% are and offer nothing to their flock. Do you guys share food grown at the church? How does that work? Can church members all take a portion of the food? Because at this point, I'm trying to learn. I'm like, okay, so what's the best system for a church? Because the first thing he said was about reinvesting into gardens, chickens, etc. He said that, bear in mind. He said, I probably misunderstood the context you framed it in. And no food is grown at the church. The members with land and resources share their spoils for free with members who are in need. That's great. Uh, this usually looks like lots of raw milk and eggs since those are the easiest to produce. Because I also wanted to like highlight his church. This is not a conflict. All right. There are obviously opportunities to barter as well for harder to produce items like meat and some veggies. We have also been a huge increase in members because of COVID. We never shut down or required masks or vaccines. That's legendary. This puts a strain on the supplies, but God will uh, survive. Um, God will provide. Uh, I thought I wrote something. I thought there was more to this. Instagram doesn't, they like hide. They hide from me. Who was Jalena? Yeah, because I'm trying to encourage more of that. But understand that the pastor shouldn't make money. Uh, you should pool resources and crowdfund and do all that stuff. But you make money, Big Bear. I'm not a pastor. There's a, per- there's a reason why it's dangerous. Why you get these private jets. If you're preaching the word of God, you're going to get a lot of power. If you're writing nigger jokes and playing piano, that's a different job. I'm a bard. Back in Jesus' time, I would have been considered a bard. I tell the tales of the people. I sing them their songs. I provide, hang on, um, yeah, Matthew, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two, coat, two coats, neither shoes, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Instructions to the disciples spreading the message of the kingdom. Um, I don't quite understand that. Nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. I don't quite understand that. You can't make fun of the king and also be a religious leader. Jesters have a role. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm not prepared to debate that right now. I, I went through it before. Uh, I have a lot of evidence that Jesus said not to pay pastors. Hang on. Is it possible your opinion of American Christianity is based on these corporate churches because they can afford to buy the cameras and mics and make digital content and small-based churches can't? No, because even in my area, which is one of the most based areas in America, the churches are dead, in my opinion. Like, they're dead. Like, um, you know, it's all about Israel. It's all about acceptance. It's all about, you know, they, they all wore masks. There was one that didn't shut down. It was cool. We, try, I, we tried to go to a bunch of them. And uh, they, they had an uh, Israeli flag on the wall and talked about how God wanted you to vote for uh, – or God needed you to support Trump because he supports Israel and those. It was, like, insane. I'm there with a Navy SEAL and, you know, we're trying to, like, find a church. He w- that's why he went to Africa. People were sick of this shit. I've went through these processes. I mean, I went to one church was trying to scientifically prove the empty tomb using forensics. 
I'm like, you know, I, I, I see patterns. I, don't get me wrong. There's an argument that just community is good, even if there's some lies in it and all that. But I see it as very, very vulnerable and weak. You know, I was going to a church where I could tell the majority of people didn't want to wear masks. And I watched the pastor or the minister or whatever talk about how there's masks at the door and that they should be encouraged. And that, you know, that they're getting a lot of heat and a lot of pushback. I'm like, you're weak. Like, this is gay. You know? And I would see stuff like this one church I went. And I'm not trying to be a, that's why I'm not naming churches or like, I don't want to be a nosy, a Karen. It was just like, not the right word. I'm like. You have no ability to resist. That's a problem. You're not going to crowdfund for more wars like my friend just fought. You know? Like I'm there with a vet. And they're fucking waving an Israeli flag. And then there's quote unquote vets everywhere. But they're not real vets. They didn't kill anybody. They fucking fixed, they fixed trucks in Germany. They're a bunch of fags. And those are usually the ones that are the most about like guns. I call them gear queers. Uh, no offense, Brandon. You're a good gear queer. But they're like, they're always like, well, when the fucking Islamist comes through the door, blah, blah, blah. And my friend's sitting there as a Navy SEAL. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And they want to start another war. And they're not going to fight in the war. They're going to crowdfund war and send the money to Israel. And the whole time, tell the flock that they're already saved. They've accepted Christ. No matter what they do, they're going to fucking heaven. And I'm just like, this is not strong. I see more strength in the Jews, and I mean that as an insult to Christians. The, the God of money and mammon is literally stronger than the God of just lies and Israel. Like, what they're doing with these Christians is bullshit. Money is a more powerful God. Like, a, not a real God, a false God, obviously. But people put their attention towards money, you know? And, and I was open-minded. Me and uh, Gravy Seal Bear were trying to find a church. He was like you know, excited about Christianity. I was like getting him into it and all that. He fucking went to hang out with the pygmies, dude. And there is more truth in what he saw in Africa than any of these fucking churches. And we tried. I go to another church. They're talking about human sex trafficking and shit. And you think that's based, right? On the surface, you're like, wow, based. They're really going at the Epsteins. I'm there with my kids. Like I'm sitting there and they're going on and on about human sex trafficking and how they have to crowdfund another trip to Israel. And I'm like, how did this happen? Jesus whipped people, you know, and that's why I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm a bard. I will now explain my experiences. People will relate. They'll throw shekels in my fucking bowl and I'll survive another day. That's my fucking job. I can't be a bard and tell the stories of the people and point at the corruption of the church. If I am a church, I believe you have to live in truth or you cannot worship God. God is Spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Angie's list was a handyman list for 46-year-old single light ladies who swill box wine and weep with their cats. I don't know what you're talking about gagging, but that's hilarious. Yeah, that's why that dude's church sounds good. I'm not against churches. I'm against these absurd monstrosities, these grotesque caricatures of just evil. Like, I, I consider them evil. I'm not kidding. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to be a dick. But I'll go into these places. And these are the ones that are open. Imagine the churches shut down for two years, collecting their tithes, collecting the CARE Act from Trump, collecting their free gay fucking PPP loans that are forgiven and all that. Well, everybody's at home, locked up with a mask over their face, scared. 
No, dude. Fuck that. And then, so then I'm not just going to sit and bitch. I'm like, so what is the doctrine that's so unbelievably weak? I think it's the idea that God can be killed by Jews. I think it makes you a cuck to Jews. You know, I think there's MK Ultra programming to that. And it's not, it's not like, oh, so you're denying the resurrection? No, I'm saying Jesus isn't his own father. Because that's not a coherent way of looking at the story. And, you know, if you make these deviations early, like, as time, it's like a ship that's one degree off. At first, it's very subtle. And then the farther it goes, the more you're just way the fuck off. And then it has a way of correcting itself through collapse. You know, and I don't want collapse. I don't want to, like, be looking for my kid's next meal in fucking dumpsters. I want us to keep the wealth, our ancestors pulled from the earth through having a coherent fucking worship system, you know? Religion's important. It's not to be mocked. I mean, mock it. Mock anything you want. But when people are like, oh, I don't like religion. I'm just spiritual. Okay, well, how's your spiritual ass supposed to get the fucking rainbows out of the public square? You need to have a coherent institution. You know? All right, let's move on. Uh, This is pretty funny. Funny meme. Disney and just dumping gay on everything. Okay, let's read some mail. Kyneton, super chats, please. Thank you. Yeah, and I watched these same churchian types say that Q was sent by God and that, and they won't admit it now. They'll never acknowledge what they did during that time. And I just have this fucking memory on me, you know? And I'm not trying to like say people don't make mistakes, but people said Donald Trump was the reincarnation of King David. Or that he had the spirit of King David. They made him a fucking religious figure. I watched it happen. And then, you know, as Trump collapsed into warp speed and January 6th and all, he forgave, he pardoned all the Jewish stockbrokers but left all his supporters to rot in prison. And nobody seems to care. And I'm like, dude, the fact, I'm glad I care. Want to know what I thank God for? I thank God that I care. Because I know what it's like to, I've had moments of not caring about shit. Nihilism. I've had times where I don't have a purpose. And I hate that. I'm glad I have a purpose. And I know it can be annoying. And in the future, it'll be a different purpose. I bet the Trinity thing does peter out after the debate with Jim Bob tomorrow. There is climaxes. No, people said that. Oh, yeah, the whole Q-tard community. I mean, there was evangelical giant megachurches having everyone pray. They always pray for Israel. They always try and drum up wars. And they always say, Donald Trump is blessed, blesses Israel. And he who blesses Israel is blessed by God. And I sit there and think, how can you logically say that? And then you think, how can you logically say Jews killed God? How can you say that? And I love you, Michael Jones, but like to see him say Jews killed God, I'm like, so Jew, you're the Jews bitch. My God can't be killed. My God doesn't suffer from Jews. <laughs> you know, my God doesn't get his fucking poopy diapers changed when he's a baby. That isn't God. That's mine. I mean, it is, it's, we, it is a personal journey. Okay. So I'm not telling you what to believe, but I I see how these innovations and falsehoods do lead to extreme vulnerability to idol worship and collapse. And I don't want to collapse. I'm not one of these truthers that wants 
an I, I don't want the system to collapse. I don't want money to be worthless. I don't want all the power grid to go down. You know, I don't. I think that sounds scary. And I think some people that don't live in nature enough don't realize how fucking terrifying that would be. You know, and I hope I wouldn't be afraid. I hope I fear God only. I hope, but I, that's nuts. It's, it's the, the people I see that would survive that are pagans. You know, because they, a lot of those guys are really dialed into uh, natural systems. They make their own batteries. They're completely off grid. They can survive in any condition. You know, they're just fucking like, I, I use the word cockroach in a very positive manner. Did Mother Mary, all right, I read that one. Um, BB, here's a, uh, I'm not gay. I'd like to be verified as ATS bear. Thanks. Welcome, ATS bear. I get, I get, I get Denmark bear's point though. The fact that I'm not directing people to a solution when it comes to churches may be a problem. Because I am opening up a vacuum where it's like, oh, so that means you're like, so we should be Mormon now. I'm like, I, I don't have an answer, dude. And that's usually a strength to be able to say I don't have an answer. But a lot of people, I think, do really want to just lean on something for comfort. And it's like their churches. But guys, the Trinity thing is really bad. I'm not saying, okay, the way it is right now is very bad. Where they say the only thing that matters is that you worship Jesus as God. That's the only thing that matters in modern Christianity in America. For the big, the big boys. Not anything else. That's so fucking weak. That's such a, a mind control thing. And now I know Christians that aren't like that. That are just like, oh yeah, you know, son of God. It's not, it's not that crucial. Because they understand it's about laws. It's about keeping the devil out of the town square. But a ton, especially women and gay men, they like Jesus to be their magical friend that comforts them who's also God and died for them but didn't die. And guys, if that's our nation's story, we are going to collapse. <clears throat> okay, thanks for the best stream on the internet, WD41 Bear. Thank you. Try that, Bear. I can't accept the Trinity simply because the overwhelming majority of the natural aspect of nature that God built is done with order and nothing hidden. Exactly. He is not the author of confusion, except for the Trinity, right? Just, it's about coherence, coherence. It's very repetitive, very patterned, very fractally oriented. God is not the author of confusion. He does not keep secrets from himself. There's too much room for error in the all three in one idea for the Trinity. And I just don't. And I know in all these things where they're like, well, steam, water, ice. I'm like, there's no way you're applying that to. to it's fine. It's fine. Um, all right, moving on. There's too much room for error. I, I just don't think the creator works like that. Thank you, BB. The last couple of days have been crushing. Thank you, Trident Bear. Mohammed says, Salana alaikum, Owen. You made a point about Dearborn and how we were able to keep sodomy out of elementary schools and the devil out of the public square. I believe that the devil is very aware and fears those who are sincere about their faith. Yeah, I believe so too. And I think there's a lot of authentic faith, faith in my area, even with the weak churches. There's a lot of actual faith and actual love of God in North Idaho. Uh, that's why I'm happy to be here and I really want to support the area and I really 
want to do my best. That's why I don't have a mortgage. That's why I, I didn't try to make, I, I didn't, I was never part of the North Idaho, you know, making homes impossible to buy crowd. Like the Cal, that's why I didn't, one of the reasons I didn't get a mortgage is one usury destroys. But I'm not saying not to do, I, I know how hard it is now to get out home without a mortgage, but I, I could have bought a place 10 times better than this with debt. And then I would have made it, uh, I'm, I'm rambling, I'm going to move on. The devil constantly tries to test the waters, but he can't be given an inch or he will take a mile. Yeah, even back in my Hollywood days, I had a joke. Don't give the gays an inch or they'll take all eight inches. <laughs> Christians can redeem themselves by drawing red lines. The devil only advocate, advances and gains uh, ground through consent. Yes, exactly. Like you always say, in order to take the ground back, the contract consent with the devil must be the contract and consent with the devil must be broken. That requires struggle and pain in accepting the fact that one may be labeled as a villain. However, God stands with those who sincerely ask for redemption and forgiveness. Thanks for the stream's respect. Yeah, that's exactly true. Like you'll, when the Muslims, the Muslim nations rejected usury uh, and sodomy, they were labeled the villain. And I was right there. I labeled them villains. I thought that they were a death cult. I'm not kidding. Which is crazy because I knew Muslims before and I liked them. I was completely brainwashed by Zionist propaganda around Muslims. And they were labeled the villain and then they won. And I like winners. I like when people win. I like that Qatar can say, take off the fucking fag shirt. And they have to do it. And they can try and shame them and villainize them and say they hate women and they're not tolerant, blah, blah, blah. And they say, dude, I answer to God, not you. And I like that. It's very inspiring to me. Um, all right. I can easily feel ashamed and retarded for thinking it was okay to go to war with the kind of person who just wrote that. Yeah, but the, the craziest thing is they forgive you. Well, the good ones. They're shitty Muslims, too. Tons of them. Some of them act like orcs. No offense, but, you know. <clears throat> there's also there's shitty everything. <laughs> That's why I just look for coherent um, storylines and people that don't budge. You know, that's why I say I'm an Islamo-Christian with pagan roots. Because the pagans have deep fucking roots, guys. You know, deep roots, man. Wait, yeah. Yeah, it's great. The Muslims in Dearborn organized through their mosques. They didn't come to organize in school parking lots. Well, they just are, they're okay with being called a villain by the devil. Which is, so are a lot of groups. So are a lot of... Uh, Christian groups around here, like when um, Black Lives Matter was going to come to Coeur d'Alene or Sandpoint, a bunch of dudes with guns showed up and they didn't come. That's great. You know, a bunch of dudes, law-following men with their Second Amendment rights showed up with guns and they said, we're here to keep order. If you break stuff, we're going to shoot you. And guess what? They didn't come. That shit fucking works, man. Um... I love where I live. I think where I live is, is good at keeping the devil out, but it's still, it's, it's still there. It's still scratching. It's still trying. And it always has to be about consent. All right. Reading a con, uh, confession today, and I think high IQ agnostic atheism may be as close as life gets to hell on earth for living men. I totally agree. I can't recommend that book enough, guys, because you realize there's nothing new under the sun. 
late 1800s Russia is so fucking similar to what we're at now. Yeah, high IQ agnosticism is hell on earth. Yeah, exactly. He was jealous of his Orthodox slaves. Tolstoy was. I'm not saying I'm not against Orthodox. I'm just saying where's the vulnerabilities, you know? But it's like so he had serfs on his land. He had and he was and uh, Tolstoy was uh, suicidally depressed because of his high IQ agnosticism. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. And there, and there was a God-sized hole in our hearts. Life became bleak. The requirement for God is for all to see in our own hearts. If God is void, we lose our purpose and order. There is a hole in your heart for a story. We're born to worship. We're born to worship God. Have a story. Now, that story can be a variety of things. And you can lie to yourself and say you've avoided religion, but no one avoids religion. Whether or not your, your religion is weed or your religion is micro beer or astro- astronomy or astrology or whatever, it's, we all seek the story. And the closer to the truth the story is, the stronger you will be, in my opinion. My last chat was silly disregards as Bob's bear. Well, I'll be the jo- judge of that. Burger Bear, made your gravy yesterday. Love the part where you talked about the whisper against the masses. Very real problem I struggle with. Absolutely, we need to remain grateful and don't rush to judgment. Piano tip two, onward. I agree. Cucumber Bear, absolutely need to hear this stream. I love the Trinity talk because I always fell short of trying to comprehend what my pastor was trying to convey. I thought he was an ordained servant of the Lord and I wanted to learn fully. Yes, and watch out for people that are mad at questions. You're supposed to understand your God. And if you do, and it's a trinity, God bless. I'm not talking this way for the people that have had experiences that let them know that Jesus is God to them. That's fine. There's way, 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 way worse gods everywhere. You know, it's a lot better than scientism. It's a lot better than Harry Potter, you know, but... For the huge amount of people that have struggled like I have, uh, I'm going to give us a voice and not just say, shut the fuck up and pay your tithe. This is the only true church. I'm not going to do that. Um, Go to bear. Trinitarians love to point and say, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. I think that means the word was the message that Jesus spread, not Jesus himself. (laughs) I have to think about that, but... Yeah, I mean, the arguments for the Trinity are very vague in general. Like, in the beginning was the Word and the Word. Be, yeah, but it's like, that isn't a direct, I'm not going to get into the weeds today. I'll do that tomorrow with Jim Bob. How can you be your own father? I've never seen it in nature. Well, you never see God in nature. Yes, I have. Like, I've seen the fingerprints of God in everything. Um. Could it be that somewhere between the 80s and now people conflated the word Lord and the word God? Yes. It didn't used to be this much even when I was a kid. I swear to God, one of the things I was told in my town was Protestants didn't think Jesus was God and Catholics did. I remember that being taught to me. And I know there's Protestant churches who said Jesus was God, but a lot didn't. And that was just in the 1980s in my town. Um... I always heard Jesus is Lord. A Lord isn't God. If my understanding is correct, just thoughts of a simple housewife keep crushing me. Yes, that's a hundred. Yeah. But then they go, Lord God Christ. And they go, 
How dare you? They use shame, man. It's all about shame. Peace, my beloved brother in Christ. While I tend to disagree with some of your biblical interpretation of Christian dogma, I view your thoughts as both consistent and meaningful. Thank you. Above all else, I think your acumen is upsetting to Satan. Yes. There's a hierarchy of demons that don't want you to know God. And they don't want you to know that their power is an illusion. Okay? And I don't mind upsetting them. I'd like to share ideas where we disagree, but only with you knowing I lack the audacity to condemn another man to hell. Perfect. I like debating with people that disagree with me. As long as you're not saying I'm going to hell or I'm blaspheming God, you're the one making claims that Jesus is God. That's a claim. That's a claim, you know? And so it's like, if we're not in agreement of what our God is, then how am I blaspheming God? Maybe I'm a, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? This <clears throat> is so contentious. I really enjoyed yesterday's stream. Thank you. Anytime. James says a little gravy in Proverbs 30, three to four mentions the creator and his son is separate. Uh, yeah, it's all over the place. I mean, even Paul says that. Paul says, uh, and I care. And, and that's it. I'm not going to like, I'm glad I care. Nihilism fucking sucks. I've experienced hints of it, and I hate it. All right. Um, this is interesting. Well, we get into what the pagans view as the Trinity. What's that Paul quote? I don't know. I'll just keep moving on. I got a lot of letters to read today. That's kind of what can prove this all judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, he has given proof. Paul commended the church and Thessalonians by saying, Your faith in God has become known everywhere. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. That absolutely does not make sense of Jesus being his own father. It, it just doesn't, dude. And it's like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, that's that. Yeah, that, even more proof. I'm just not going to do it. You know? Uh, all right. Long live the Bard King. Thanks, Stephen. Dr. Bob, hi Owen, thanks so much for your hard work. Even if folks disagree sometimes, God is proud of you. I'm positive. Advice required, yeah, because I want to know him. I want to know God. I think that's good. And I'm not lying. And so that's all you can ask yourself. Any bear knows best way to cover and close asbestos ceiling. Would rather not move. I'm renting, need quick and dirty solution. Many thanks, Dr. Bob Bear. Yeah, if anybody can help out, Dr. Bob Bear. Austin, apologies, I was under, unclear. Luke Smith looks like the sketch of the dude that blew up the Georgia guy. It sounds, I don't care. Um, I, yeah, like that other, that other guy that someone told me to look into, I didn't know that he openly talked shit about me. <laughs> like, J, his name's Jan something. You know, people wrote to me right after, because I was like, oh, sounds like an interesting guy. And the guy totally talked shit about me, like, directly. He's like, he calls me Owen, it's the Jews, Benjamin. Like, what in the fuck, man? No, I don't need any more friends. I have plenty. We will be just hearing Gardner again. 
or Crow again or Vox again or, or Jim Bob again. I don't need more friends. I don't need more, you know, <clears throat> whatever. Hey, baby, just listened to your Saturday stream and thought you may like to know Jay Dyer is a pretty big proponent of Bitcoin. Of course he is. Or at least he was two years ago and was mocking anyone who thought Bitcoin was gay. Obviously, he's demonic. Allegedly, I'm not going to make that claim. I used to listen to his stuff. My only defense is I was also a functioning drunk at the time. Yeah, you got to be pretty hammered or suicidal to find uh, Jay Dyer interesting. Anonymous says, hello, Owen and Cod. I'm feeling overwhelmed by the depravity and inversion of our world. Me too. That are becoming more blatant and in your face by the day. I'm seeking relief by supporting and giving back to good, honest, morally upright men. Thank you for shining light. Also, thank you to Jim Brewer for deleting your stream, for I may never have discovered your podcast otherwise. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Jim felt pressured. I get it. Um, Yeah, Boer Bear. I'd I'd rather have Woodshop Bear on the stream than any of these people that they tell me. Um. Prove all thing. How fun. Well, I don't know it would be a funny turn of events if I start really digging Paul. Like not as like a prophet or anything, but some of Paul's stuff is awesome. Like uh, here's Thessalonians. Hang on. Uh, Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Paul should take his own advice. Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's great. Dude, Paul's a good writer, man. <clears throat> that nigger can write. He might have thought he met Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I just like coherent storylines. You know? <laughs> Jay Diaper is foolish. I'd rather listen to Woodshop Bear any day. Oh, 100%. I'd rather listen to Anchor Bear. I'd rather listen to Gagan. I'd rather listen. I'd rather listen to fucking Jackobat. I'm not kidding. Great hour of Trinity Talk, BB. Always enjoy your insights. Keep crushing. Thank you, right? There is truth in it, and I would love to know. (laughs) Check out the message to the churches in Revelation. It's eye-opening. Roller bear. Super chat to the voice crying out in the Idaho wilderness to pay my gay away and make my past straight. Thank you, roller bear. In my quest to understand the Trinity, I've found one explanation that makes any sense to me. The Trinity refers to the three ways God has revealed himself to man. Father represents creation of earth and man. Son represents Jesus, the Word, and Logos, and the Holy Spirit. In my church, they say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, representing there is only one God, and the three ways he revealed himself. That's that's significantly less offensive. I'm not going to be offended, but that's more coherent. Hang on, three ways God has revealed himself to man. Father represents creation of earth and man. Son represents Jesus, the Word, and Logos. Um, it's interesting to say that Jesus was the revealing of God versus God. I know I can be autistic, guys. I know it can be tedious. But you know what I'm saying? Like, what if what if Jesus's life is proof of God, like the revealing of God, of the word of Christ? But... You know, I for me, I know I'm retarded, man, but I'm like, so God had fucking poopy diapers? Like, I'm just not, I just can't, I don't understand it. Uh, you should have Jacobat and Baal on for a weigh-in. This is what the pagans say, and this is interesting. And when those pagans, ha- or the heathens, have functioning fucking batteries and generators during a collapse, I know that these 
uh, that these uh, churchians will just beg for goat milk. You know, it's one thing if you actually hold your ground and you actually hate Muslims. I honest to God think that's more credible than the hypocrisy of saying, oh, yeah, I hate Muslims unless they're the only ones with goat milk and then I will work for them and thank them. You know? All right. Uh, it'd be, I have more respect if you're like, I'm not going to drink from those sand niggers, goats. I swear to God I'd have more respect for that because you're not lying. Balderson's entire house will be running on ether by the time the collapse. Exactly. <laughs> the ancient pagans like the Irish is where the Trinity comes from, but it goes way deeper. It's not just about the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. It's actually everything exists in three, even reality itself. The ancient Druids believe there's three realities running concurrent right here, right now on earth. The past, future, and present is here right now, they believe. That's why a tree is, sounds like three. The tree exists in three states. In Ireland, that was part of the Druid law. They gave you three years in jail to invent something if you got a death sentence on some guys didn't got away with it, blah, blah, blah. All right, there's another interesting insight into the Trinity. Yeah, yeah buddy, what's up? Huh? Can you just grab mom or Walter and tell me? All right, there's another thing. Bitch, you want... Hang on, let me just see what little Charlie wants. Jesus' miracles were testimony to God's power. Yeah, but... Yes, yes. What, what does Charlie need? He needs his lightsaber. All right, there's another piece of gravy here. Uh, the Celts and Pagans saw the Trinity as the Triquertra symbol, also the triple moon goddess Hecate as a representation of the three phases of a woman's life, maiden, mother, crone. This is why it doesn't work with the Christ story. It's not that the Trinity is false, but it's being forced in the wrong masculine context. Or what if the story of a man's life is son, father, spirit? I don't know. You know, there is truth in it or else it wouldn't work. Um, certain laws in nature apply better to masculine versus feminine. I think Christ embodies much more duality with his moral dilemmas, good versus evil, and counterpart relationships to God, Father and Son. And this represents the principle of two. Holy Spirit is clearly the collective conscious or one energy. <clears throat> yeah, it's like the number, I, I see Jesus more as the number two. And, and these are the conversations I like having. You know, I, the whole shame, shame, give me 10% doesn't work on me. In fact, I want to give you a wedgie and throw you into a pool. Um, in Acts, the apostles do similar miracles to Jesus. Yeah, there's miracles a, a lot. Like when people say, oh, only Jesus can heal. No, there's tons of healers and people can heal incredibly sick people miraculously. I've witnessed it. All right. And to say, oh, only Jesus, only Jesus. It's like, well, Paul is the next prophet in Christianity after Jesus who changed the law based on divine Revelation from God himself, according to Christianity. That's, that's what you're saying, not me. And to say that only Jesus can heal the sick is factually incorrect. You know, it's a way to bring about, you know, this Rockefeller medical type, uh, stuff. Prayer. So when, when a man pray, I, I've had bears write to me these unbelievable stories of healing based on direct revelation with God. So that isn't true that only Jesus can do that? That's not, 
I saw a video that said the Quran, it said Jesus turned clay into living birds. That's awesome. All right. Uh, what do I got next? Uh, Kyneton, do we have, I have a lot of letters. All right, this is a, this, this, I'm excited to read this. Somebody sent me a, uh, this is so thoughtful, comfort bird carving kit for beginners because my son really wants to get into uh, carving wood. When Benjamin Balderson's uh, batteries are all functioning perfectly in the deep wilderness, you're going to – I'd love to see what Jay Dyer has to say about heathens at that point. Last 90 minutes of yesterday's stream was beautiful thick gravy and vulnerable honesty and incredible insights regarding Satan's whispers. We're truly inspiring. Always grateful. Be blessed, Bears. Yeah, totally. I'm on a journey to find God. <laughs> I'm like the Blues Brothers, man. And if people want out – that's cool, man. I think the fact we can do this publicly is why amazing shit like this is happening. How, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas just made a banana on rollerblades. Like, I think that all of us together doing this publicly is really fucking cool. Yeah, God does the healing and gives power and gifts of healing as he chooses. Exactly. Exactly. We become vessels. I think people can do miracles. I really do. I think that God can choose vessels to do miraculous things through. Just a small tithe for the clarity you have brought in this realm. You make all my thoughts make sense. Grateful every day for your love and energy you put into this community of hope. Thanks, Photo Bear. All right. My dearest Big Bear, warm greetings to you from the land of stone walls that is Connecticut. Hope that it all is well with you, your family, and the farm. As time passes, I appreciate having the ability to observe and comprehend my environment. People seem to be in such a rush, running here and there, but never seeming to get anywhere. They don't have time to slow down and think about their life or those around them, both literally and figuratively. They are caught in the webs of debt. Debt is truly a terrible thing. It is. <laughs> the diesel delivery world is a pretty simple one. Punch in the clock, drive safely, and don't make a mess. I do this well. It is, however, lacking in reliable workers. For this reason, I was able to get a $3 Raise in a matter of three months. Those are two threes. Does someone want to say that they're in the Illuminati? Um, a little less than what I would have been making if I were an ultrasound tech at a hospital. I'm appreciated and so is my labor. God has made my ways to prosper and all glory to be him for this. Due to the hurriedness of people's minds, some good people are often overlooked by others due to their outwardly callous behaviors. I've a veneer that is built up due to trauma, in my opinion. Sometimes I just have a good feeling about people, even if they may seem abrasive. Maybe this is why God teaches us to be built up on rocks. Sandpaper is no match for a stone. Or like sandpaper is no match. Or like a rushing stream that smooths out even the hardest rock. In the time spent training for my job, I was able to meet some exceptional individuals. One of those sad individuals recounted his life to me. If you don't mind, I'd like to briefly share it and some lessons that I learned. I know he wouldn't care, but for privacy's sake, I'll call him Buck. Buck lived through a tough childhood that taught him to protect what he cherished and to regard others above his own well-being. He is a tall gentleman and built like a brick house, very forward in what he thinks and says, having joyous demeanor about him, my type of kin. One day Buck's sister was raped, and when he found out, he did something about it. Needless to say, Buck went to jail and put on a registry he shouldn't have been put on, 
for the thing, thing he did to his sister's rapist. Did he cut his cock off? He did that which most people nowadays LARP about. If someone they claim to love were harmed, he does not regret what he did. And if he were in a just society, Buck would not have gone to jail. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, Qatar? Being who he is, Buck was both a great and terrible prisoner. Had certain principles by which he lived by his life that caused the other inmates to obey him and all the correctional officers at Connecticut to fear his name, literally. He was moved between all the prisons of Connecticut for his rebellious nature. From the prison system's point of view, he was unbreakable. In spite of this, he would later be promoted to the highest ranking positions within the prison work program due to his exceptional work ethic. He would have, he would have charge of many inmates and eventually become respected by the wardens whose roof he was under. The stuff of great novels. Some years went on, Buck served only a portion of his sentence because it was overturned by a judge that happened to be reviewing his case. The same judge also removed his name from the registry. Apparently, Buck wasn't supposed to be put on that list to begin with, but I guess mistakes happen. Buck does not grumble or bear grudges against anyone. He knows what he is, what he did, and accepted the consequences. This guy's fucking great. I asked Buck how he stayed and maintained sanity in jail. His response was, freedom is in the mind. It doesn't matter where they put you or what they do to you. As long as you do something and be productive. So fucking true. I love Buck. I have thoughts on these words and observe the reality of them every day. Buck and I shared many laughs and stories while he trained me. Let's just say he gave the CO's hell whenever he was put in solitary. He may be white, but he's still a shit-throwing monkey. Ha ha. Truth has a resonance, and I am grateful that I am not tone-deaf to it. The greatness of a man is measured by his humility before his creator and his goodness by his love for God. Life is a beautiful gift and I cherish the days I am able to serve my God with the work of my hands. Hands that he gave me. Some days I waste the gifts I have, but every day is a choice. I'm grateful for all the little moments of joy, sparkles of what may come in eternity and the people I get to meet along the way. Is this an angel? <laughs> I think I just got a letter from an angel. May God be with you and keep you safe. Take it slow, rejoice in goodness, and continue to be filled with fervor for the truth. Piano request. Moving on by Michael Giacchino from the TV show Lost. I love that show. Moving on. Can I we write down Moving On by Michael Giacchino? Sincerely and with much love, Ukrainian Bear. I didn't know this was from Ukrainian Bear. You're an angel, Ukrainian Bear. Yes, you mentioned Walter's interest in wood carving, so I sent you a starter kit for him. Beavercraft tools are by far the best out there, the box tools that I've had the pleasure of using. If you think he's ready for a sharp knife, this is a great uh, place for him to start. Yeah, he's ready. Man, that was amazing. I didn't even know that was from Ukrainian Bear. What an angel that dude is. He's like a fucking angel. I really want to know what's in this letter because someone sent me things like this. I don't know what that is. <coughs> All right. Dear Big Bear, this is Postal Fat. Oh, that's a different one. Postal Fat. Postal Fat's, Fat's box is... Where's Postal Fat's box? I don't care. Oh, is this Postal Fat's box? There we go. He sent me some cool stuff here. 
That's awesome. Well, you'll love that. <laughs> I just th- I wanted to thank you and God for making this great community. I've had a lot of fun making cartoons based on your rants. Your idol smashing is legendary and puts people back on the path. To show my appreciation, here are some gifts. First gift, a great tool for more idol smashing. This book, Nimrod by Trey Smith, explains the origin of the occult, false gods, and false religions. It all goes back to Noah's son, Ham. Um, what about his other son, Cheese? <laughs> well, Noah was drunk. Ham stole the clothing God made for Adam and Eve that Noah had. He also have done something worse to Noah, like sodomy and castration. Noah didn't have any more children. This, what, this son was cursed and forced to leave his family that was living on a mountain. Ham was Biatch Gamma that got help from fallen angels to start civilizations that led to Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. This book answered a lot of questions I have about the history of Bible stories, false religions, civilizations, and occults. Second gift is a postal fat figurine, complete with stickers from my cartoons. I made this figure with resin. You made that? Whoa. He made that. That's cool. And shungite powder, a rock with electrical and healing properties from Russia. Bud Bear printed the packaging. These figures will be up for sale soon for others to purchase. If it goes well, I hope to make more. Such as Ira, Carl Brown, Bears in the Community, other postal services, and possibly one of you, Big Bear. Would you be okay if I made a Chewbacca-style figure of you, closest thing to a tall bear in Star Wars? Go ahead. The figures will be based off Star Wars. Third gift is a glow-in-the-dark Dune wall decor art piece I made. Fear is the mind killer, one of the best quotes. I hope you enjoy the gifts. I do indeed. Thank you very much. Okay. He makes great cartoons. All right. This is the... This one's long. I just want to know what the hell that little thing is. This is from Gravy Master Bear. I included an audio looper. It's battery powered, so might not operate well in super cold but thought it could be fun for use during streams if you feel the need to pitch uh, down up any speeches or jokes. Record a reverb harp to demo. Highly recommend them for musical therapy just in general. Thank you. All right, this one is very long, so I'm going to read it, but I'll just read some on the stream. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Request to be named Gravy Master Bear if taken. If No, welcome Gravy Master Bear. Um, generous with the gravy heads up this is a long one apologies in advance if redundant or long-winded i've come across lots of varying gravy in my own journey most of uh unlearning indoctrination from academia being a self-taught musician technologist and from tribal ancient oral traditions as well as through understanding the root tongue mother tongue which very well could be the oldest language still spoken today in parts of sweden Finland and the Netherlands. Long letter. Let me guess the training. No, Denmark Bear. It's actually about your people. The uh, Glacier Niggers that apparently started speaking first. Uh, after Okay, I'll make a deal with you guys. After tomorrow, I will lay off the theology. I just want our society to have a functional and coherent story that, you know, repels all the other stories. Because there really is a spiritual battle. Okay. Hopefully I can put it best to words that inspire thoughts and sounds of both silence and vibration. We know the truth always rings true at a subtle, unique frequency. Indeed. 
Buckle up, buckaroos. But this is what I've been able to grok thus far. Please feel free to read aloud and reread anything that resonates. Material reality, dubbed the materium, is comprised solely of the consolidation of vibrations. Tuned to Planck's constant. Speed of light also ironically not constant. Yeah, speed of light is not a constant. Against the golden ratio, nature's tuning of pi, all ancient art and architecture were aligned to, aligned to phi, P-H-I. Music of the heavenly spheres should be more like music of the ever-expanding inward, counter-rotating, sympathetically, perfectly embedded fractal, nestled and telescoping towards an infinitesimal collapsing center. That doesn't have the same ring, though. The centripetal forces of creation herself, as best witnessed through the human eye, a precious seed or the eye of a tornado. It's the same spiral force behind the third eye, the door that forms behind your eyes and above and centered towards your forehead. When we dream and imagine and meditate, there's the same third eye covered as a maiden hood or tall helmeted too, from which our spirit of creation sees a seed and opens up within to spark new light, all light, all music and vibration radiating from our father and mother. The great spirit and great form as a representation of the specific harmony needed to sustain the song that is structure of all things. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning was the word. Right? Doesn't that, do you see that there's multiple meanings to that? It's like sound. The, the speaking of creation. There, there's gravy in that. Jim Bob said we have three third eyes. Yeah, which is nine. But if each of them is three, that's actually 27 eyes. I mean, if you don't believe that, you just don't know anything. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, the nature of consciousness. <clears throat> light spirit exists just as the four forms of elements can be thought of. Light as gas, the ether, the underlying substructure, all possible potentials have the chance to spark into all possible creation. Light as plasma, spiritual divine beings, condensed formation, denser and higher vibration, instance of the individual spark, consciously connected as both individual, I'm not going to be able to follow this, but there's gravy, and connected to the distribution of consciousness spread across the ether. Light as liquid, water as liquid consciousness, crystallized memory and purifier, and light as crystallized matter, all life, all matter in various states of being, as well as the combination of multiple states simultaneously. Um, I mean, there's tons of gravy here. I just can't quite follow it, but I'm getting there. Yeah, spoken word made flesh. Yeah, I mean, how funny is it that someone already talked about that? And this is a letter I get. We experience primarily light as matter and light as plasma, and we interact with both light as water and light as ether. We drink the water as spirit, use it to heal ourselves through our tears of joy and grief, and we breathe and exchange spirit with one another and the greater creation through our breath and speech. The etheric plane is the spiritual plane, our astral body when we dream and when we die. We feel our plasma light body in conjunction with our meat suit body. I mean, obviously there's gravy here. Our aura plays within, above, against the phantom limbs and mechanics, which can be viewed with the naked eye using a dye, now illegal in the U.S. called diason. Human Atmosphere by Walter Kilner for more gravy. Pre-World War II book that outlines methods 
of viewing and changing auric fields, plasma light bodies with naked eye as well. Is the very types of colors, um, conjecture on possible contributing factors for change healing auric field of life forms. All light, sound, vibration of creation radiates from the sun, our father, the all father who art in heaven. How would be thy name of the sun, our soul, our soul, our true origin point in terms of energy and incarnation. Light pours from the sun and blankets all creation, starts and flows through all uh, creation in all directions. This is our ever mind, connection to consciousness and the greater consciousness, which connects us all to all other living things. The All Father is the old father in Norse tradition, whose beams of light, sun rays, penetrate and impregnate our Holy Mother. Denmark Bear says drugs are bad, okay? Denmark Bear, this isn't for you. You're just here for nigger jokes. Uh, is this stuff that could see demons, the movie they live was based on? Um, people are so much more spiritual early in their Sun rays, soul ra, soul r, soul rain, sun king. This language is embedded in all cultures, leadership titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, like ra, ray, the sun, you know, the sun king. Titles at the prehistoric level as well as may, maya for queen, describing the divine feminine. <clears throat> Our mother is the divine feminine known as mother nature, mother earth, she gives us life from light, transmutes the golden spark of creation into new creation, new plants, new animals, new ideas, new birth, new lands, and new waters. This force, this vibration is embedded in all life as all life brings forth new life from like form. She is all mother, all muse. The muses themselves are inspired by her. The divine feminine that we see reflected every day in the ones we love and those that gave us life. Mother to this plane, this planet, little plane, realm, world, Ralda, circle of life, wheel of creation. Ralda is an ancient Norse Frisian term meaning the conscious realm, the Norse word for world, the wheel made alive from the pole of the masculine father, and the circle, the land, the subtle curves of the feminine that enclose all. Both are part of the divine knowledge of oneness with land, sea, sky, and spirit, the primordial elements of this creation. Are you guys following this? I know it's in intense, but it's... We have one mother, one father, and one moon, which serves as a reflection of both. Solo, mono, only one. This is no different than the at atomic model, music, or trigonometry. You need three bodies for any mathematics to take place or any outcome. Three bodies to experience, experience a positive, a negative, a neutral, or a beginning, a middle, and an end. A mother, a father, a child. Rhyme, melody, harmony, words, 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 punchline. Sorry if this triggers Trinity folk, but they're way behind on groking lots of shit. Insert Trinity joke here. This world is reflected in the moon as the moon is a negative plasma projection, just as the sun is a positive plasma phenomenon of light, counter-rotating against their images. One warms and one cools. Both provide different spectrums of light that spark different spectrums of creation. One light to warm reds and oranges, the other cool steels and blues. One dictates the day and the other the night. Yeah, the, the rules, the, according to the Bible, the moon is the light that rules the night. But I played golf on it. You're going to hell, the naughty boys. <clears throat> Both bodies are caused by the force that the great attractor, the magnetic force at the pole, 
that penetrates the world at its center, whole, making up the circuit of life. This is Hyperbea, Hyperborea, the northernmost mountain, the top of the world in the ancient past, where the first people lived, the first gods at the world tree, the Aesir and the Vanir, were the first families of humanity, not Adam and Eve. Well, that's quite a claim. They were good, good which became goodly, godly, as truth through perversion of language. I knew that that's where God came from was good. Uh, that was like, uh, I don't know if it was Norse. I thought it was uh, uh, Saxon, but, you know. Became lost to history. This theme is repeated time and time again throughout history. There are story stealers and name stealers. All humans belong to the same family. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Denmark Bear don't think so. Uh, the same world, Ralda, and the same family tree, Yidrasel. This is the paradise time, time of great harmony. This was known as the golden age. This paradise time was marked with no fear of death, long lives, no disasters, complete harmony and bliss, an eternal twilight, possibly no moon, and thought of as the heavens. Possible the astrology of the age dictates the climate conditions for nature, possibly the very physics of reality. The world does not rotate around itself. The projection does change as the stars shift and rotate during the ages, but always at the pole. The projection of the moon shows us all of the continents of this realm, including many beyond the ice wall. It's possible that at different ages, different lands were reflected, and at different ages, different continents were not submerged or frozen over, but covered by sun. The submerged lost worlds of Lemuria off the coast of New Zealand and Atlantis um, in the corresponding polar opposite location off the coast of Africa are one example. There's truth to the myth of corresponding earthquakes according at the two sides of the wheel, similar to Bermuda Triangle. All right, this is, this is uh, pages, so I'm going to have to read this. I know, are you guys enjoying this? I, I am, but I do have a lot more to get to, and I can't get to all this. When the sky fell and hell froze over, the people of the world separated, and the races were... I kind of want to read it, though, don't you? Um, I'll just skip ahead a little. <laughs> this is what causes the seed to germinate and all have to grow and thrive. From a tiny seed grows a large oak. From one seed, many new creations. Polarity and magnetism. That's what he's talking about. Um, all life centers around the North Pole, as this is the magnetic center north of our realm, the actual center of the ring, with the ice wall as the perimeter Polaris star in the heavens themselves aligned to the great attractor. The pole and Polaris star in the, he in the sky that penetrates our Mother Earth. The pole created the hole at the top of the peak of the world, and when this world formed, this was the original Holy Land. Holy. Ah, that's funny. The land with the hole, where the whole of creation could be viewed and all gave thanks and gratitude to their whole family. The hole is hidden away with all of the lost treasures of our planet, of our past families with an entrance in the Lemminkanen Temple near Helsinki. This, I do believe, is based on my own research into the strangeness of the Bach family and the work made to gain access to this treasure. All things made for art and aesthetics were made to last. The golden age of golden statues and golden art. This is why there are stockpiles of golden artifacts and treasures all over the world. The ancients built these to honor the sun and to last forever. Keep getting that gold, Denmark Baron. 
We are divine, whole, and complete, just as our father and mother made us. But time, Kronos, Saturn, is the child eater. The first son, the old son, one which gave our forefathers both divinity through knowledge of time, death, and suffering. Man is divine as we were blessed with the gifts of fire, tools, language, and cunning. You think cunning is a gift? To make use of all aspects of this realm. Our thoughts, our connection to imagination, memory, empath, all reinforced. I'll just read a little bit more. There's always an equal and opposite force, the opposing force of creation, entropy. Speaking of, entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Entropy seems to be worshipped now by scientism as more people care about black holes, black eyes, black rocks, black people, I should add, um, and vacuums and big bangs and the truth of this realm. There is the black sun, just as there is the dark side of the moon, just as there is death. We give names to these things which exist solely in the darkness of our minds. Yet they remain as the great attractor and ultimate reflection of our darkest natures. The black sun, the dark star in the center of our mother's womb, gives off the green light of Lucifer that creates the northern lights. This is why the aura can only be seen in the northern hemisphere. Antarctic is the ring of our world, which is why we emulate rings through craft, construction, and ritual. Hell is here at the center, at the top of the world. Tip of the top... Uh, hell was not always bad. It was originally a ring, land of the sun. All right, I'll read the rest. There's, there's lots going on here. Many of the giants were simply taller humans. How dare you? No, we're special. Unfortunately, religion is a tool to invert it to suppress. I don't know. I think religion's important. I'm into it. I like where your head's at. Um, you are connected to this place. You are the eyes of your ancestors and their voice. The divine speak through us and make us their instruments. There are far, far, far greater and even more things in heaven and earth than could ever be dreamt up in our philosophies. Onward to Bertaria, Gravy Master Bear. Gravy Master Bear, that was an epic journey. Uh, baby was with you until you wanted the giants. Oh, yeah, oh, we we're just taller humans. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a taller Joe Rogan. Religion is a tool. Yeah, it's a, it's a tool to keep the devil out of the public square. Okay. This is from Loot. I was 25 years old and an average white guy, big city young man, chasing my dreams and being brainwashed by varying degrees with the popular scams of the day, materialism, feminism, liberalism, and of course atheism. I was born Christian. My parents didn't practice and I had only been to church a couple times when I was a kid. But I knew my mother believed in God and my father's mother went to church twice a week. So I had the idea of an all-knowing creator God, but I heard so many people with their own versions and ideas of God. I was lost. I started to get deeper into sin and became started to question what life was about and why I'm here. I eventually started to feel some amount of gratitude for the good things in my life that I recognize as good. That gratitude and the fear of evil I was falling into led me seek out guidance from the creator. I think I said out loud, if there is a God, please help me and show me the right way or something like that. I know now that you have to have an open heart and mind to be ready for guidance. And I did thank God. A lot of people have hit bottom first. I didn't have to hit bottom. But I was looking down an abyss of evil and I wanted an alternative. Guidance can come from any source God wills it. May not be exactly how you would like it. Mine came from a couple of fellow janitors who were Somali immigrants. We were working together and I would see them pray on a little rug. And they would read this book that looked kind of like a Bible. One day I asked them if they prayed to cows and what was in their book. They eventually told me what the Quran said a little here and there, and my interest grew. 
They taught me more and more until one day I told them that I wanted to become a Muslim. The next Friday, they brought me to the mosque, and after the Friday lecture sermon, I was asked to come up and repeat after the imam prayer leader. It's called the Shahada, which means declaration of faith. One bears witness that God is one and that Muhammad is God's slave and messenger. I became Muslim in July 96 and went from believing all women were sluts and would rob me of my money to married with eight pregnancies in eight years, five beautiful children and three miscarriages. Praying at least five times per day and fasting Ramadan and becoming a better and more grateful person as time goes on, as well as watching a man who they canceled that lives on an Idaho homestead and is called Big Bear and says he's grateful. Islam means submission to God. Muslim means one who submits to God. You can read this on your stream if you would like. If not, I do not mind. Thank you. What? What a wonderful... We're getting such a diverse and beautiful array of um, letters today. We learned about Buck who I think ripped off a, guy, a rapist dick and then crushed in prison, realized where freedom actually came from. Then we got a Scandinavian mystic who creates his own, um, you know, audio. I mean, we had Postal Fet, and now we have Lut. All right, moving on. And I know it infuriates Denmark Bear. I get it. Five kids, that's great, buddy. Good for you. Dude, being a janitor is a good job. I used to like being a janitor. I, I would, the janitor has the keys to all rooms. Cunning is associated with the serpent and deception. Yeah, I agree. You know, the, the, the Scandinavian, although the gravy's great, I love a lot of Norse in pagan mythology when it comes to the creator the, the creation they have awesome gravy i just sometimes it does teeter on what i would consider luciferianism which i don't like but you know it's a balance it's like i'm i think that they have a lot of gravy you know i'm not into uh cunning per se Greetings from Ireland, the people of the Golden Arch who never spill a drop. It's a long one, but I think it's fascinating. If you're in the mood for thick gravy, give it a miss. But I have tried to make it as entertaining as I could. No, I'll, I'll read it, buddy. It's, it's shorter than the sound engineers. <laughs> it's Buzz Record Bear. I always enjoy your letters. I wrote you a letter years ago about how the socio-sexual hierarchy structure seems to perfectly overlay the energy point Structure of the human body and our psychology, a.k.a. the chakra energy system. Oh, gee, I'm squirting inside myself. It was an interesting idea, and over time I've continued to use it to better understand the connections and patterns within our social systems and how they correspond with each other. It really does work. It has predictive uses. It can be used to see other connections, motivations, influences, and weaknesses in ourselves and our interactions that might not normally be obvious. Um... To start, the heart chakra is related to deltas. They can be good or bad, but they are mainly interested with reality as it is and the material plane. But the heart exists on a surface of a type of infinite spiritual plane too, like the axis mundi that Christopher Gardner sometimes mentions. And there's the center plane of the energy system, so this is where it really gets interesting. There's three points above the heart chakra and three below, and these points mirror each other. 
When you start to see the Bravos and Gammas are a reflection of each other and the Alphas and the Lambdas, it really gets fascinating. To me, anyway, Sigmas and Omegas mirror each other, too, in a different and odd way. Directly below the Delta Heart point is the Solar Plexus point, which is associated with will and ego. It's below the Delta Heart, so it's baser under the plane, more subterranean and more subconscious. If you imagine a tree in the beginning of its roots... It's where the ego roots us in reality, but it's base, crass, materialistic. It wants desperately to be up above ground with the higher types, with the bravos and alphas and sigmas calling the shots and being loved and worshipped. It might be nice. So the solar plexus at that bottom center of our ribs, which is our diagram is located, seem to be the gamma point. Yeah, I love this. So, yeah, and then the reflection is the, I'm, I'm guessing the mouth is the bravo. But the reflection of the gamma point above the heart chakra, the solar opposite, is the gamma's lunar attribute is the bravo, the throat chakra. Yeah, the word. I think Jesus was God's bravo, the word of God. Um, that's my opinion. Don't get mad at me. Or, or do. What's your call? Uh, speaking truth, lifting spirits, riling the troops and singing, and some fence building and maintenance. But a gamma can also speak a lot, write walls of text. They also have Bravo's admiration for alphas, but in a corrupted fashion. When Vox says gammas can only ever become deltas or get worse, it makes sense in the system. The gamma, lambda, omega, inverted hierarchy, or whatever it is in the right world, is a materialistic upside-down hierarchy below the heart. So when a gamma tries to reach up and become an alpha, they actually go downward and start to become a tate. Yeah, gay. They become creepy, psycho lambdas instead of alphas. They actually move farther away from being alpha-like, contrary to possible outward appearances. But if they let go of their grasping and their overcharged egos and began only embracing truth, they can possibly float up and become a delta, but never higher, higher because of their proclivity for inversion. Hard work shall set the X gamma free or better honest work. Lambdas include all homos, I think, but also include the sodomite-type behavior of certain alpha-appearing individuals such as Andrew Tate, Joe Rogan, Stephen Crowder, etc., or even King Lambdas like Barack Obama. A complete fag yet extremely charming and with an uncanny ability to capture attention. Actual toxic masculinity. The lambda is the false alpha, and the lambda's energy point is the chakra below our belly button and includes high-powered sexual energy. Its mirror is in the alpha point in the center of our forehead, which is why alphas are so successful with women and have so much energy, because alphas are connected to lambdas. They have big dick energy, which is the lambda trade for the appearance of confidence and associated admiration. This is genius. And there's probably some connection here that means that maybe there's a strange reproduction idea associated with alphas, that maybe they see groups as their children or family or something. They may be trying constantly to make everyone around them in their own image. I'm not sure, because although alphas are easy to recognize, they're difficult to understand, because they never really lay all their cards on the table, and they don't seem to notice awkward silences, which adds to their appeal. They're also not really into properly analyzing their own motives. And if it's working, why fix it? Everyone has their blind spots, but especially alphas. Paradoxically, considering their energy point is mostly associated with farsight and the alleged third eye, they don't have time for the little details, though, or the little people. They might not even be aware of them. 
unless they're very moral and really try. But even then, they don't really get the little people, even if they love them, which is why alphas always need bravos, even if it's only in an administrative sense. Fresh horses for my men, indeed. If I haven't completely bored you senseless yet, I'll just break down the last two reflection points, which are the, nat- the which are by nature the strangest. They're both located at the back of our bodies, the omega and the chakra at the base of our spine, and the sigma point on the top of our heads, but slightly to the back. At exactly the place you put a small hat, if you ever had reason to wear such a silly, pointless thing. What's interesting is that they're both off the hierarchy, at the back of our body, while the other five are in the front. The Sigma and Omega are literally off the hierarchy, outside it in some way. They're very, very very similar, and the only difference might just be their preferences and proclivities. Vox may just be an Omega whose interests and drives happen to be Alpha-esque. Please don't tell him I said that. No, he'd agree. That's obviously true. If James Bond had a hunchback, he'd be an Omega. Sigmas can be very easily hijacked systems. Sigmas can very easily hijack systems and then abandon them to the detriment of the people who may have put a lot of themselves into the creation and maintenance of these systems. Yes, they do do that. So maybe it's a moral thing, but there's loads of highly moral Omegas, especially in the bear community. So Sigmas and Omegas connect somewhere paradoxically outside the hierarchy but are completely defined by how they are seen and treated by the very people in the hierarchy that they're not really interested in. We tell them which ones are Sigma and which ones are Omega, and they couldn't care less. The Sigma Omega point is a massive source of humor, though. Sometimes laughing in the face of adversity or the enemy, sometimes laughing in the face of God. Their extraneous location has an amoral aspect to it. A lot of bears, including you and me, have a very omega sense of humor, I believe. But you use it as a tool for good. Maybe God's favorite joke is when Loki and Satan, love of confusion and trickery and chaos, are turned on each other. Also, I think Loki may might be a type of demon that is very useful to Satan, but is by its nature uncontrollable even by him. Humor is so strange when you think about it, like the redistribution of pressure. I know I personally have a little of the agent of chaos, laugh while the world burns, do it to see what happens type of attitude at times. It's very funny. I can't help finding it funny. It brings a smile to my face, but not a kind or friendly smile. It can be nasty, but it really is funny. So in closing, I want to say this stuff because I was hoping you and anyone listening could ponder the concepts. The main spur of this letter and reiterating these ideas is that I noticed you were having some problems classifying Andrew Tate, because he appears to be an alpha, but really is not, and why he can appear that way. No one actually is a gamma or alpha or whatever, though. It's just their predominant traits which stand out. I see it like a mixing board with knobs set to different levels, and none, not even the gamma setting, is actually evil. It's just that the subterranean energy points have a far more degenerate proclivity towards lower animalistic concerns. But they can't be removed, only seen, not accepted, but integrated in a godly way. This idea could also possibly be great, gra- grafted onto the heathen tree of life, world tree idea, and the alchemical metal ideas. Alphas are gold, bravos are silver. I love silver. Omega's lead, sigma's quicksilver, etc. Fuck it, we would correspond to the planets too in the days of the week. Who knows? All I know is we can't change our settings, only God can, so ask him. 
But beware, there's always pain involved in moving the dials, and that's not necessarily bad. Thanks for everything you do. Nobody's having more fun. The Buzz Record Bear. Onward to Feck. <clears throat> awesome letter, dude. You see why I always push people to send me letters? They're better than any they're, they're better than most books, I'll tell you that. Like you'll get perspectives that you didn't know existed, man. I am gonna have to start reading shorter letters though, I think. Well, how much have I done? 215? I'm good. Dear Owen, I'd like to talk about the Trinity. Oh my god. That's okay. I'll make it as brief and painless as I can. I think it's worth talking about because I've convinced civilization is downstream of metaphysics. Exactly what I was talking about. This might fit. <clears throat> That's why I find it important too. Exactly. If a people's metaphysics are crooked, their civilizations can't help but be corrupted. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Before I get into it, let me just say that I, God willing, am writing this in the spirit of sincere concern or wishing the best for folks. I get it. I'm not looking down on anyone or claiming knowledge that any particular individual is going to hell or heaven. Such a thing is haram for me to do unless Revelation, the Quran, or Sunnah has pointed out specific fates in the afterlife for specific people. For example, Pharaoh or Abu Lahab. Anyway, you've talked about struggling to comprehend the simplest notion of how 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 1. At a certain point, you realize that you were being lied to. What traditional Islamic theologians would say is that the Trinity doesn't add up to monotheism. It really does not. If your pastor or priest is saying that there are three persons in the Trinity bound to each other by a love relationship, the Son really loves the Father, the Father really loves the Son, and ditto for the Holy Spirit, that's a logical problem. Because to have love, you must possess a personality. You must possess some type of distinctiveness. There is a center of consciousness there. The church would have you believe that there are one, yet all three interact with each other somehow. We would say that's good old-fashioned polytheism. Gamma voice, how dare you? Doesn't Islam have the concept of the divine names again? Normal voice, in Sunni Islam, we have the divine names, but they're not center of consciousness that love each other. They're just names, but the essence of Allah, Most High, is oneness. Um, all right. Uh, so I ask you, do these folks really believe in the Trinity? Can they really explain it? From what I see, most Christians argue amongst themselves regarding the Trinity. Look, if you want a personal relationship with God, you're going to have a hard time doing that while subscribing to the Trinity because you can't have a personal relationship with a triangular algebraic problem. Three that are one. What kind of person is that? What are you worshiping? What are you praying to? The idea obstructs our direct access to God. Muslims would call it querb or proximity to Allah. All right. I'll, all right. What do we got here? A lot of former churchians who are now Muslims say they feel closer to Jesus. What's stopping a lot of churchian bears from doing I'm not pushing Islam on anybody. Just letting everyone know. You know, I haven't read a jihada or whatever, but I am very interested in their um, cosmology because it seems so intact. You know, how can a bunch of fucking immigrants in Dearborn resist the devil better than Texas? You know, and I don't like losing, guys. If their answer is Jay Dyer or Steven Crowder, they need to pay that gay away immediately. Bismillah there. Um, yeah, like the Sunni Shiite thing seems like a grabble, doesn't it? See, I don't know enough about Islam uh, directly to... Uh, 
Sometimes people are like, why don't you make Islam more? I'm like, because I wasn't raised Muslim. I don't know how it all works. I've never been to a mosque. <clears throat> That's why. Any more questions, retard? All right? Because I see like sects, sects as a gravel where it's like, are you this type of Muslim or this type of Muslim? And Christians have it really bad, you know, when it comes to that. It's like, well, I'm a, I'll, I'll show you a bit. Kyneton, can you send me that comedian's bit about that? You sent it to me. I think it was Emo Phillips. I might be able to find it. I might be able to find it. One more, one second here. Emo Phillips religion. This is so fucking true. Golden Gate Bridge. Here it is. Research shows nostalgia can Research help. shows you're a retard in bad pants. How's that sound? Liberty, liberty, you are gay. Super chat, super chat. Okay, this is the problem that I see in Christianity when it comes to... Uh, and I, I, I know what causes, causes it and how to avoid it. So I'm not just complaining. It's the whole notion of the monopoly on God for money. You know, where we're the only church, every other, everybody else is wrong. And they do that so that they can force a tithe. Hang on one second. Dear Owen, thank you for all you do in the great streams. I look forward to them every day. Thoughtful Bear. Thank you, Thoughtful Bear. Let's check out Emo Phillips' Golden Gate Bridge. This guy needs to super chat me. He looks gay as a dog's hind leg. Straight as a dog's hind leg. But, but you, have to, you don't have to do anything. Uh, this is a valid criticism of modern Christianity. And this was from 1987. Um, and this is why I believe it fell apart in America and why, you know, little kids are being told to chop their cocks off. Learn to love each other. Once I was in San Francisco, walking along the Golden Gate Bridge, and I saw this guy on the bridge about to jump. I thought I'd try to stall him, detain him, long enough for me to put the film in. I said, don't jump, and he turns. You heard of the elephant man. He had the head like the head of a horse. And my heart went out to him. I said, why the long face? Coddington, did you laugh at that? He said, all my life. I clicked the wrong one, said Scott. Which one is it? All right, here we go. One second. He said, I used to believe in God. I said, that's good. Were you a Christian or... Yeah, I, I do realize this guy's creepy and kind of a tranny and all that. I get it. But he, but if you listen to this joke, it's, it's right. And this is... He's like a victim almost, these people. Imagine being raised this way and not knowing who the fuck you are. Ooh. He said, a Christian. I said, me too. Protestant or Catholic. He said, Protestant. I said, me too. What franchise? <laughs> he says, Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist or Northern Conservative Reform 
Reformed Baptist. He says, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Great Lakes Region. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Eastern Region. He says, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Great Lakes Region. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Great Lakes Region, Council of 1879. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Great Lakes Region, Council of 1912. He says, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist, Great Lakes Region, Council of 1912. I said, die, heretic. And I pushed him over. Okay, so he's obviously a confused young man. But that joke is valid. And back then, if you want to understand why he's talking like such a retard... Back then, comedy, it was going through a phase of, sh- of shticks where you would, uh, where the way, you know, they would, they would dress wacky and be weird and all that. But that joke is 100% fact. And it's, it's why everything fell apart because it's like, because I see that in Islam with Sunni and Shiite where they'll fucking kill each other based on uh, tiny dogmatic arguments. You know, that is American Christianity growing up. It's like, oh, I'm the, the, the infighting amongst the uh, the sects is insane. And why? Why? You can ask yourself. And it, the, the answer is obvious, because if everyone else isn't wrong, you can't you'll make less money. And because it's about uh, feelings, you know, it's about. Uh, you know, like the Orthodox right now are like the worst at it. Like they're just like, only through us. It's like, what? <laughs> like you guys, are you Russian Orthodox or Greek Orthodox? You know, and then you get in. It's the same fucking pattern over and over again. It's all about where the special boys, you're all going to hell. Where my journey has been, there is one God. There is one truth. And I want to know it. Uh, and that's that's why I'm very open to Islamic knowledge and heathen practices and all this stuff, because I want to know the right answer. There is a right answer. And I don't think that there is a denomination that's the right answer. I think it's a a worldview, a behavior, a faith. And people will always fall short of it. But I do think that there is... Um, yeah, basically, what's your title? Yeah, it's so unbelievably anti-Christian. How many relig- official Christian religions in the U.S.? Like thirty-three thousand. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it's corporate. It's 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 corporate and it's bullshit. It's not people seeking the truth or God. Typically, there's some in there and they're confused, which is why they like listening to me break it down because I'm speaking for them. I'm not doing this self selfishly to like just rant and rant. Yeah, I'm on my own journey, but there's a lot of people that are like, don't ever stop. They don't even like saying it publicly because all their little churchy and faggot fucking ortho bros are going to be like, how dare you? You're going to the naughty place. <coughs> um, thank you. Yeah. No, I'm getting them, dick drawing bear. I just don't always show your dicks on stream. It's like NFL teams, 100%. And it's all based around money. That's why they need Paul. I think it's very arguable that Nicodemus 
is way more of a hero of the Bible than Paul. Dear Big Bear, I have potential gravy on terrain theory. Women's menstruation uh, synchronizes. Plants such as pine, when invaded by insects, will coordinate to release pine scents to alert ladybugs to come feast. These are electrochemical provable synchronicities for safety that create groups. Poor health behavior theoretically then could produce safety signals from one person to the group that can also purge and stop activity. Sincerely, not a bear yet. Carolyn. Um, yeah, that's exactly, that's what I think disease is. I think that we subconsciously, it's like women syncing up their uh, periods. That's exactly right. Where you just subconsciously alert each other, um, you know, and then that's it. So that's why, you know, disease is actually spreadable, but it's not in the way that people think, in my opinion. All right. Can you see why people ran right in the arms of the Jews in America? And like Satanism and money and all that? As, as, as crazy as it sounds, the Jews are more right in certain ways. Oh, is this? Hedonism is easier to understand with modern Christianity. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's more accurate. Like, that's why people, that's why that crowd is just laughing at Christians in that Emo Philip thing. And does he not have a point? Can you not see your own weakness? Because if so, that's a super, super weakness. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm, I've hit my limit on Trinity Talk today. Uh, especially when they're really long. Sorry. All right, let's see what else we got here. In the arms of a grabber, exactly. Like, why wouldn't you just want to come and squirt and fuck and snort? Right? It makes logical sense. Oh, how dare you? No, no, no. That's not a valid way to live. Just to like, be like, shut up and fucking. Hang on. What am I doing right now? Big Bear. What am I doing? Did I just have a donation? Oh, how fucking dare you? Hey, Big Bear. Streams have been epic lately. I'd like to share a random observation. Regarding our crafty small head friends, I think you'll find amusing. I work in software sales for one of the top cloud computing global homo companies targeting 500 million to 3 billion revenue. And I speak with C-level finance leaders on a daily basis. I have a similar family history as Jim Bob and that a Jay jumped the fence. 
on my uh, great-great-grandfather's London estate, so they think I look like one of them. Anyway, well, Jim Bob looks a lot like one of them. I do a lot of prospecting on LinkedIn, and I've noticed in the last month or two that a lot of C-level executives no longer list their full last name on their profiles. John Schwartz is now John S. Ira Roth is now. He'll probably just go by a pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, they're feeling a lot of shame. <clears throat> Thank. I thought you'd get a laugh. Thanks for the Christmas card. Keep crushing power moves, Bear. P.S. <clears throat> I sent you some mil-spec base layer Shirts from our online retailer. All they had was 2XL. Hope that's big enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. To keep your bitch tits warm on Schweitzer. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm a 2XL. All right. That's hilarious. My bitch tits. Why don't I get to say you bitch tits? Because you're, you, there's so many men don't understand male camaraderie. Like the gamma. They just don't. They don't get the difference. They really don't. What is this? Yeah. Royal Canadian Mint. Oh, very cool. All right, Big Bear, there we go. Ooh, a little super chat for the Big Bear. Jim Bob's a really good discerner, though, so he'll get it. Yeah, he's all right. He's good at mocking the left with his little cartoons. I'm excited to talk to him tomorrow. It's going to be great. Um, we're all just riders on the storm, man. Yeah. Oh, and today's February 1st, 2023, the first anniversary of me being 100% sober for the first time since I was 16. Nice. Oh, it's Boer. Is this from Boer Bear? Hang on. Who's this from? Yeah, it's from Boer Bear. Nice. This is a real letter. I have heard many inspiring letters over the years from bears who were in the gutter, strung out on this or that, and pulled themselves out of hell through their faith. Your example and many others in this community. My story is a little different, one in which I believe can help some bears. The ones that can't relate to being what our society deems as an addict, but still have issues they need to face. You don't have to be sucking dick for coke behind a dumpster to have a problem that you should deal with. Society has normalized so many things that are terrible for your physical, mental, and spiritual health. For our parents, it was booze, cigarettes, and the Beatles. Then came weed, Snoop Dogg, and Nirvana. Worst of all, mental health drugs and opioids for us to deal with our internal and external pain. I never looked at myself as an addict or anything. I started drinking when I was 16, late to the party. I still remember my first sip of beer, Budweiser. It was disgusting. But as soon as there were with all my friends who had been drinking for a while, I pretended like I liked it. Five, year, five beers later, I couldn't believe I didn't start drinking earlier. I felt great. Everyone was laughing and having a great time. It's exactly how I was, too. The girls were more affectionate. I went home, laid down in the bed feeling great, and then the room started to spin. I threw up in my trash can and passed out. I felt like shit the next morning, but that feeling of camaraderie I experienced with my friends had taken hold, and I couldn't wait to go out and get drunk again. Then came the poppers. The point of hanging out became drinking. Who's got an ID or an older brother and what park are we drinking at tonight? Same exact thing. I completely forgot about all the good times with friends and how life was great without it. Then came cigarettes and some weed. It felt, I felt so fucking cool. 
I could get booze. I knew a guy who could get me weed, and my parents had no idea. If my car smelled like cigarettes, it wasn't me. It was Mickelson. When my mom found beer under my bed, it was Mickelson's. We all had their friend that had a single mom who would let them do whatever and was covering for everything. I started to lie more and manipulate my parents with no guilt, just inverted righteous indignation. My mom doesn't get it. Everyone drinks. She drinks. My stepdad drinks. My dad, who I saw on weekdays, never drank. Your, your black dad never drank? Whoa. My mom told me how he qu- uh, quit when I was born because he had problems with scotch. I would never be that. I was just partying, a weekend warrior. Still going to school and getting into college like I was supposed to. What's the big deal? Soon, Weekend Warrior turned into ditching senior year to make malt liquor Slurpees with a Snoopy shaved ice maker. Using our fake IDs, we got on Alvarado Street in LA to get into the strip clubs in the valley instead of being in school. I know Alvarado Street. I was so fucking cool and thought nothing of it. Of it. I was crushing. It was senior ditch day. We went to Sebastian's house because he lived with his brother. Anything went there. I took a rip off a six-foot bong and sat down. The warm sensation rose up through my body and I flipped out. This shit is laced. I went to the car and locked myself in and experienced fear like I never experienced before. It lasted for hours. I was scared shitless over nothing. I could not get a hold of my mind and talk myself out of it. By the time it wore off, it was dark. I got out of my car and tossed a pipe I had in the sewer. Never again. I would learn years later that it was not laced. I just experienced my first anxiety attack, aided by my newest super fucking cool hobby. I became anti-weed, just booze for me, or ice cream cake, as we called it, to fool our parents. I went to college and was surrounded by weed everywhere. I was envious because everyone was smoking and laughing and eating all the cookies. One day, about a year after that first incident, I just grabbed the bong and took a rip. I felt okay, but I was guilty because I had been anti-weed for the last year. That quickly faded, and next thing I knew, I was taking rips off the bong at 6.30 a.m. before I went to work. Another year had passed, and I was heading home from my girlfriend's and stopped at work. Brendo was working and always had the chronic. I was a pro at this point and just took a couple rips off of a pipe. That feeling from a few years earlier came back. I was driving home in a full anxiety attack, scared shitless. The next morning was not much better in the days I couldn't figure out why it hadn't worn off. I told my mom and she took me to a doctor. They explained I was having anxiety attacks and gave me a little magic pill called Xanax. I took one and felt better and proclaimed it a miracle. I went anti-weed after again for the next eight years, back to booze and a little weekend warrior staying up all night, coming up with great business ideas phase after college. I tried to stop taking the pills a few months after I started, but that feeling came back. If you've ever experienced an anxiety attack, it's like all your worst fears coming true in one moment. You can't figure out what you're so frightened about, which makes it worse. Due to a car accident I had a few years earlier, Vicodin was now in the mix, along with other painkillers and muscle relaxers. This is the late 90s before the real boom of the plague pills in our society. I was an early adopter, but unlike all the addicts and horror stories... I stayed on three Xanax a day and two Vicodin without escalating. I wasn't a drug addict. I didn't have a problem with it, quote unquote. I need the pills for my pain and anxiety. I rarely experienced anxiety. No one even knew, including myself, except my three-time daily reminder. I graduated with honors in political science and psychology and got a great job right out of school. 
I tried again to stop taking Xanax for three days after college, and I thought I was out of the woods. And on that third day, that feeling came back again. I decided then and there I would have to be on them for the rest of my life, and I moved forward. A year later, my doctor suggested switching to Klonopin, basically the same thing, but longer lasting. This is great, only two a day, and I feel even more balanced. Four years later, I was having some struggles with my first marriage, and while at a friend's house, they were passing around a joint. I grabbed it and took a hit. Everyone was shocked. They knew me as the no-weed guy. I felt the way I felt the first time, the giggles, the cookies, but mostly I had a desire to connect with my wife. I was back in the 420 train, and I found that if I got a little feeling of anxiety, I just needed to take one of the magic pills, and those feelings would quickly dissipate. This is fucking great. These little pills are magic. I don't have a problem. I had anxiety, and I needed them. I don't have a problem with Vicodin. I only took two a day. I needed them for my pain. The doctor gave them to me and told me there was nothing else they could do. I only drank a few nights a week and smoked weed to unwind, or to eat as many cookies as I wanted. I knew people in rehab for booze or drugs. That's not me. I'm fucking crushing it. Four years later, I was smoking a blunt by myself every night to cope with my failure as a husband and my first wife, who was mentally ill. I, of course, blamed it all on her unwillingness to try and get better, which was reinforced by everyone around me. I had neck surgery and I was off Vicodin, and my ex-wife was abusing them. And I covered myself in a blanket of virtue for using the weed to cope with the pain. I was getting the pills out of the house. Still only two Klonopin a day and some scotch. I don't even drink beer because it's bad for my health. And I'm in the gym six days a week, crushing this six-pack on my stomach instead of the fridge. I'm not some fatty with bitch hips in a 33C cup. I'm crushing it. Somehow I think that was aimed at me. Two years later, I was divorced and remarried with six and a 12-year-old stepkids with our first on the way. I was so happy I escaped my first horrible marriage and convinced myself it was all her fault, not my failure, as a man and as a husband. I was remarried to a beautiful woman who loved me and was having my baby. But still, two Klonopin a day, a scotch at night, a few times a week, and weed every night before I went to bed. I would never smoke around the kids, so it was fine. My surgery hadn't worked, and I wasn't on the Vicodin anymore. I needed the weed to cope with my pain. I had a medical card, and it's even legal in some states now. No different than some beers, and everyone drinks. As many of you know, with a job and a family, there isn't much free time. And I used mine at night to get high before I would go to bed and neglect the free time with my wife. I had to because of my pain. She doesn't want me in pain. One weekend day after quote-unquote relaxing in the garage, my four-year-old asked me, What's wrong with your eyes, Daddy? Oh, honey, that's just Daddy's allergies. I gave the excuse without even thinking about it. And that's the first time I ever felt that what I was doing was wrong. They never saw me smoke once, and I mostly did it at night after they were asleep. But those words from my daughter cut deep. I buried them in more weed and excuses. Only two Klonopin for years. Got rid of the Vicodin, even though I never had a problem with it. And didn't drink much, quote-unquote. 2017, I found the truth of space, and my special boy status hit an all-time high. I was never a gamma to anyone except myself. All my actions were now righteous, and I was a good man, husband, father, and now I had the documents. No more fluoride, as I was taking two pills a day covered in fluoride. No more vaccines, as I was still poisoning myself with scotch. Oh, this is hitting so home, man. No more food in this house that's not organic or non-GMO, as I was still poisoning my soul with pornography. 
I wasn't even addicted to porn, just a little naughty treat here and there. I thought of myself as a guy who never got addicted and could handle it. I would never let myself get addicted to anything because I'd have to stop, and I don't want to stop. That's a Dude, you're a great writer, man. Early 2019, I'm flipping through YouTube looking for the documents, and I came across this giant legend screaming at the moon about a nigger that stole his bike. This guy's hilarious, but he was in Hollywood. I'll keep an eye on him to see if he's getting orders from Langley. His stream is awesome, and he's got a great family like I do. And the only thing I don't like is he's crushing white claws around the fire instead of a man's drink. He drinks like a cheerleader under the bleachers, but other than that, he's crushing it. Then one day, you did a 15-minute stream about your dad, and I never saw honesty like that before. He must be legit. He's not that good of an actor. I mean, I saw All's Fair in Love. <laughs> That was the first day I looked at myself as a bear. Soon after, you put down the claw and I was inspired. You were always honest and challenging yourself to be better and I was going to do the same. I was verified in 2019 and for the first time I had a real community. Not just friends based around getting fucked up and chasing big booty hoes. Through the bears, I found my faith for the first time in a real way. I was listening to Barricade Garage make fun of niggers to smoke weed all the time to cope with like a bitch. Watching you stay sober for two years after years of crushing claws and being honest about your struggles throughout all of it. More gravy research had me avoiding the fact that the pills I was taking were filled with fluoride and other poisons along with the links to dementia. I had cared for my father for the last nine years of his life as he suffered with dementia and I needed to be there more than physically for the future generations of bowlers to come. Late 2021 and the vax mandates were coming for my job. I drew my line early and I knew I would never take the jab. I'd have to quit weed at least for a little while to pass a drug test to get another job. Then I heard James from Grounded Extract's story about his heroin addiction and how he kicked it with Iboga. I was inspired and that aching desire to get off the pills was no longer something I could push down. After hearing that stream with him, I felt for the first time in my life that I could do it. I could get off the pills. I talked to a lot of people about how they kicked their addictions physically and mentally to different substances. I reached out to James from Grounded Extracts and we talked about my history and he gave me the final bit of confidence that I could do it. I had true intention to stop. I had my faith, my wife's support and the bears. I stopped smoking weed on January 4th, 2022 and had my last pill after weaning down for a month on January 31st, 2022. The first few weeks were not easy, but not nearly the horror I had built up in my mind. Man, this is beautiful. Today is one year with not one ounce of booze, weed, or medication in my body. I've never felt better, and I'm having no issues with anxiety. I thank God every morning for this blessing. I also want to thank you, Owen, for being an example and the man that you are that was a big part of the inspiration to take these steps. And closed, you will find some fiat and some metal to pay my gay away. I also want to thank James from Grounded Extracts. He gave me the last bit of confidence I needed along with the best earth and some CBD to help me through the first two weeks. Bear Creek Garage and Joe Gagan for shaming weed. Jerome Bear will help me return to my faith and my brothers in Bear Lodge 33, Woodshop, Berserker, Camera, Finksburg, and Mr. Permi. It's great examples of men bettering themselves through their faith and their personal responsibility. My brothers stolen honor and Iron Man Bear who are always... Um, who are always there getting my back and being honest. Pat Life for his content, friendship, and outlook on health. 
Bomb Tech Bear, who's always there to support locally. Bud, Bud Bear, who shared his story and gave me strength. Kukulian Bear and his example of crushing, even though he's Irish. Busy towns, no nonsense, and general outlook on life. His dedication to the Bears and his faith is inspiration. Everyone at Hanging with the Bears, the Speakeasy, and even Dirt Buckets, as without him, you'd just be screaming about Danes and gays into a blank screen. Through God, <laughs> through God, this community has changed my life for the better, and this is just the beginning. Thank you all. Thank you for indulging my public therapy session. I need to put this on paper. I also write this to inspire others. Where are you falling short? What excuses are you giving yourself? Are you actively trying to be a better man, husband, father, servant of God? Or is this just something you tell yourself so you feel better? I always looked at myself as the best of the worst. My friends were cruel towards women, drunks, druggies. I showed women respect and was never addicted. But I was still chasing my own dragon and just trying to squirt. I always made it to work, played with my kids, took my wife out for dinner. I need the pills to get by. I need the weed to cope with my pain. I need the porno so I can squirt. Dude, you, this is like my life. <laughs> Jesus. Man, this is a beautiful letter. Congratulations, bro. Take responsibility for your life and your actions by being brutally honest with yourself. If you fail today, thank God again tomorrow for the opportunity to be better every day. And don't squander this gift we've been given in your own self-indulgence. Sure, your dad was a piece of shit. That priest touched you in a no-no special place. Or fill in the blank on the scale of trauma we've all faced. Try being a confused half-breed growing up in the 80s and 90s in L.A. around whites all week and blacks all weekend. That went to an all-Jewish daycare with anxiety issues and a 148 IQ. Oh, you motherfucker. We're all fucked up, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sulk in your righteous victimhood or take a stand and step closer to your creator by living the life you were intended to? Don't waste your gifts. Face the Jew, nigger, cuck, gamma, or brat, or bather within and go out there and crush. P.S. I want to pay this forward, so if you're struggling and what I wrote resonated, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be happy to talk and fund Best Earth from Grounded Extracts for a month. Once you're in a better place, you do the same for the next bear and so on. Onward to Bear Taria, Bowler Bear. Holy shit, Bowler Bear. That letter had everything. Ugh, maybe you should just fucking run this live stream. Man, congratulations, dude. That, that letter was so fucking honest and relatable. Uh... Yeah, Boer was Leo from The Departed. He had different accents on the weekend. Oh, totally. And a half-breed in L.A. during the 80s and 90s. He was, he was around whites all week, blacks all weekend, and he went to a Jewish daycare with anxiety issues. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious, bro. That's what I'm talking about. That's what community is all about. That's fucking honesty. And just like... Sharing your testimony, man. Fuck yeah. Dude, you, like, that's the funniest stuff. Like, Boer Bear, to me, would be a better spiritual advisor than any priest or pastor I've ever met in my life. And he's a half-fucking nig with anxiety. And dude, about how he wants to, like, help people and pass it forward and thanking the community. That's, that's sobriety, bro. That's real shit. 
Because it's like I, I have the same excuses in my head, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, I, I love like back in the day, it was like, I just like sex. You know, I'm not mean to the girls like my friends. I just drink seven White Claws a night to unwind and yell at the moon. It's what dads do. Hey, BB, greetings from the Missouri Ozarks. I've been listening daily now for well over a year and can't begin to tell you what you meant to us on our journey. Three hours every day filled with laughs, knowledge, and gravy just isn't enough some days. We closed on our 25-acre homestead last week, and while we aren't totally debt-free, we're able to pay cash. Ira voice, might be nice. My crush to squirt ratio has been at an all-time high. Missouri is really a great place. People here get it. And closes our campground donation and a tip for the piano man. Keep crushing, ladling the gravy, and making us all laugh every day. Golden rule, bear, and, and family. Yeah, and, and you guys remember the dude who, uh, thank you, by the way, who drove my mom to Idaho, the bear who drove my mom to Idaho? Do you guys remember that dude? He just got land right next to uh, Ursa Ozarks. Like, a lot of people are looking at that area because it's really affordable. You know, unfortunately, North Idaho is not really affordable anymore. Uh, some areas are, but uh, of Idaho. But Missouri still has a, you know, it's hard. There's a lot more poverty there. There's a lot, but there's like, if you're young and hungry, that place is fucking cool. <laughs> All other legends just took a seat at the kids' table. Bowl. That was just amazing. Dude, I almost started crying, but it, it's like nice crying, not like sad. It's like, when I hear the truth, my eyes start getting wet, watery. And especially something that fucking triumphant. Man, that was cool. All these letters today are great. Do you see why I push it? You see, I know that people are like, oh, grifter much? It's not. This is like the key to these streams. And I know some people like, I don't know. You can tune out letters or whatever, but it's, it's fucking... Kyneton, will you clip Boer Bear's letter? That letter needs to be clipped. But it's so crucial. This is testimony of you guys. It's fucking awesome. I saw White Claw for sale at the shelf in the front. And I, I'm sorry about that. I think I might have launched White Claw. And it's owned by a gay Canadian Jewish man. And, you know, I will probably have to pay for that in this life or the next. But I, I think I personally popularized White Claw. And I, I, that's why I take it very seriously now to never do that again. Good tidings, Bard King. I typed this out because my handwriting would defuddle me, even the most wild-eyed schizo. I know you just like getting into theological discussions. Now, nah, lately I've been into it. But I'd love to hear your opinion on the concept that has brought me back to peace with my creator. The idea is that, in the end, God brings every single person back into his presence forever. At first glance, that could seem ridiculous, given the insane evil that exists in the hearts of mankind. No, I'm, I'm into that, you know. I'm into the idea of punishment for our sins and for our, uh, and for our failures and our free will, you know, our lies and our sins and all that. But I think God wants us all to come home. You know, I think that that's a, a yearning that I feel that God wants us to come home. And that, you know, we can be purified. Um, I think hell, or whatever that is. You can say hell is a beautiful place at the North Pole or not. It, the whole point is the, is the intention of the word. 
Oh, hell is really helio, which means sunward, which means health. And I, dude, hell is the punishment area, the, the fire, the burning, you know, without God, hell. That's how I view it. Now, in the past, it might have been something different to the North Pole. I have no idea. Is Santa Claus living in hell? Like, I don't know. But uh, the purifying fire, we're not born with sin, in my opinion. Baby, we can, you know, we come to this world pure, and I think there's a way to leave pure. You know? White Claw still owes a super chat for BB launch. I might have made them billions of fucking dollars. I'm not exaggerating. It's, I t- dude, it's bad. It's bad what I did. At first, all right, but a crucial aspect of this theological viewpoint is that in the way to eternity with God, every one of us will pass through what has become known as hellfire. Uh, the evils we do in this life will be burned away by the perfect love of God. Yeah, but yeah, but I think the people that stay in hellfire are the ones that won't let go to the false gods. That's my current theology that changes. I think BB should put all the letters in a huge time capsule for future. I've kept every letter. It's so funny that people think I'm like uh, doing it for money. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's how I make a living and I appreciate it. But I fucking pay Woody almost weekly now to log all the addresses for Christmas cards and put all the letters together and keep them in a fucking uh, giant metal bin. Um, Claw was unknown before you, Big Bear. Yes, I think I launched White Claw. Which sucks. Because it may, it's like, think about all the gay I have to pay away now for that. Like the ripples upon ripples upon ripples. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Interest over time. Yeah, look at this. This is the White Claw fucking graph. This is Google interest over time. Look at when they peaked and what, and guys, I was a force on YouTube before they kicked me off. Massive, massive interest over time. Look at where White White Claw, January of 2019, it just goes rank. You see that? What the hell was going on in January of 2019? Does anyone want to guess? Do you think it was their clever marketing campaigns? No one knew what the fuck White Claw was. No, it's because every day I grabbed a claw and I ranted at the moon and I broke spells and I was coming out of hell. And everyone got to watch me fucking claw my way out of hell and be hilarious while I did it. And so people around the fucking world sat down, cracked the claw with me. And so I lost listeners when I quit drinking. You know, 50,000 live stream. on Yeah. And back then it was nuts. (laughs) And they were authentic and I was being attacked and kicked off social media. It was fucking wild, man. And, um. And it was just a guy talking in the fucking woods. White Claw became a huge teenager drink. I know, and I probably will have to pay for that in this life or the next. Uh, I was innocent. I mean, I didn't do it to corrupt the youth, but it corrupted the youth. It was a drunken mess of streams. I love them. They're fucking, dude, they hold up. Go watch them. I don't authorize. Go just back to like stream 400. Go watch those old streams. I wasn't just like a drunk. I was like bowler bear. I felt camaraderie. I felt good. There are still people that want me to drink pathetic. Tons of people want me to drink. They're like, dude, I liked it better when you were drunk. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, no, you liked you better when I was drunk because it justified your drinking. 
My streams have gotten way better. I mean, they still were funny, but way better. And if you want me to go back to like needing fucking seven, not needing, but thinking it was reasonable to drink seven drinks a night live streaming, then you're a fucking asshole. All right. Yeah, I was clawing my way out of hell with the white claws. Yeah, it dude, it was... All right. At the end, we'd be redeemed by God simply because he wants to be with his kids. Not because we deserve it or prayed a special prayer or pumped the right toe, but just because our dad wants to be with us. After having my son, I had a very hard time clinging to the idea of an all-knowing God who could create such a miracle only to eventually destroy him. Or worse, send him to eternal torment. It's a very old biblical perspective, and there's a lot of scripture to support it. Romans 5.18, Timothy 4.10, Isaiah 66.23, Zephaniah 3.8.9, to name a few. If this letter wasn't kindled, the wrath of the bad hammer, may I please be verified as barefoot bear? Of course, welcome barefoot bear. Or barehanded bear. You're doing great, kid. Please read privately. Um... uh, Nice. Thank you, bro. Good times, Bar King. Nice. Today's a big community building day. If that's okay with Martin from Rockfin. Who led me back on? I think me starting to say it's not the Jews' fault and it's like us and quitting drinking is why I got kicked off YouTube. I think they wanted me to be a drunken anti-Semite, whatever that even means. Because it gives the Jews power to say, oh, you killed God. They don't have any fucking power. Just a bunch of sniveling perverts who are scared of their own mother, you know? That's when I got kicked off. I didn't get kicked off when I was screaming about Jews. I got kicked off when I was forgiving the Jews. I got kicked off when I was telling people not to drink. That's when I started getting the real heat. Because they want people to corrupt the youth. All right. Good day, Big Bear. It's been a few months since my last letter. The time has come for me to remind you I still give a fuck. I'm writing you from Ontario where you are surrounding, where we are surviving the winter. The winter has been mild and we have not had much lake effect snow. The following are some observations from my perspective as a farmer. The market has been a roller coaster. Grain prices are jumping up and down. It is hard to make Selling decisions with confidence. Inputs, fertilizer is doing the same as grain. 28% liquid nitrogen was around 600 a ton in August. It's 850 in November and 600 a ton today. Pesticides are still expensive. They blame COVID supply chains issues in Russia. Some worries about availability come spring or easing, which could be a cause for grain prices coming down a bit. Recently. Debt. Big farmers usually means big debt. Interest is going up. Many farmers operate floating interest rates. Some of those are now scared to lock in longer term at those higher rates. Some of the big boys are on interest-only payments and have a big life insurance policy. Land value, year 2000, 3,000 an acre. 2010, 5,000 an acre. 2020, 18,000 an acre. 2023, 25,000 an acre. Uh, If you look at per ounce of gold, In 2000, it's 7 ounces an acre. In 2010, it's 4 ounces an acre. 2020, it's 9 ounces an acre, 9.47 ounces an acre. 2023, 9.72 ounces an acre. In the year 2000, it was 7.5 interest. 
2010, it was 2.5, then 2.45, and now 6.25. That's why I look at gold as money, because gold doesn't fluctuate like fiat does. If you look at land prices between the year 2000 and 2023, it fluctuated from 7 to 4 to 9 ounces per acre. If you look at it in fiat currency, it went from 3,000 to 25,000 an acre. Isn't that really interesting? <laughs> I'm such a fag. It went up over 800%, whereas the if you measured it in gold, it went up like... 15%. Because it's not that it went up, it's that the money went down. <laughs> and why is that? He accurately showed that a lot of it has to do with the price of money. Um, new and used equipment has in, increased a lot the last three years. A 30-year-old John Deere is worth more dollars today than it did five years ago or even when it was new. A 500-horsepower tractor is $200,000 more expensive than two years ago. A combine is over $1 million. Wow. The ag world is being held up by baby boomer grit. Baby boomer farmers worked their ass off and enjoyed 30 years of exponential growth since they could leverage their land, which kept going up, not to the moon, combined with low interest rates to buy more farms, which was also possible due to the increase in productivity and large equipment, improved crop genetics, and large use of fertilizer and pesticides. I asked my father when farms started going into debt to get larger. We are originally from the Netherlands. My father said it was after World War II, thanks to the Marshall Plan, which saw the USA pump large amounts of debt money into rebuilding Europe. So the next generation had to buy overinflated farms with increased interest rates. Us younger farmers were raised to keep expanding, taking on more debt and growing off the ever-inflating prices of our assets. Big part thanks to you, I now see the debt as the weapon that it is. Yeah, it's a weapon. This game of musical chairs will end. They may be able to keep in going with their grab or football. My personal goal is to get out of debt as much as possible. My brother and father think I'm crazy. And they want to continue to sit beside Coddington at the roulette table and hope inflation stays up and interest stays down. Thank you for the streams. I mostly listen on Telegram, but go to Unauthorized if I need a visual. I play Big Bear streams on an endless loop in my pig barn. My sows know we did not go to the moon. They're calmer knowing the grabber will not come for them. Crush on Agri Bear. Thank you, Agri Bear. And he sent me a... Uh, I don't show pictures of other people's kids on the stream, but... Of, you have a giant pig being ridden by a, a little child, which is great. Every single day, Big Bear Stream, Synchronicities, Family, Friends, Nature, News, Truther, Canadian Government, Debt, A Better World. Yeah, yeah, look at that. A Better World is Possible or We're So Fucked. It's true. That's why if people want to tell me how offended they are by my theological discussions, feel free to go somewhere else. And then wonder why you feel so fucking dead inside. It's because a lot of those other places are just pumping fear into you. Or they're regurgitating what makes you feel comfortable. And how is that going to keep you strong? It's not. <clears throat> okay, two more letters. Uh, yeah, no one went to the moon. 
Owen, good day, sir. My name is Adam Metropolis. I sent you an email, but was caught to the heart by your Friday stream is that you didn't get my mail. So I am at the post office in the parking lot writing this. As you make quality content and give it freely, I do the same with music and have been doing so since 2006. I will never stop being honest and seeking to glorify God through music. Please play one minute of my song, Wag the Dog, specifically from 1.30 to 2.30. Uh, Connington, will you write that down? We don't have time today. It's over three hours, but it's called Wag the Dog, Connington. I'll put some links for the song below and handwritten links. Uh, Wag the Dog is designed to deprogram listeners who are beginning their journey of awakening. You have been uh, instrumental to my journey as of late. I used to be really into Alex Jones, but honestly now I prefer you. And I hope that 3,000 people streaming or viewing this send you some gratuity today. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I think you are a prophet. I'm not a prophet. Prophets were abundant at one time. Well, it depends on how you define prophet. I define prophet as someone uh, whose divine revelation allows them to change or or to uh, uh, improve upon the written law of God, which I am absolutely 100%. No question, I am not that. Now, did I, am I uh, seeking God personally and have been given a lot of interesting knowledge and shit like that? Yeah. And that's what I think he means when he says... Uh, there was a time when there were a lot of prophets. I think there were just more people tuned in to reality. I think Kyneton nailed it when he talked about how the Matrix is simply a bunch of um, is a bunch of uh, offers that you accept, and the more you accept, the more the Matrix starts forming around you. And when you reject the false offers, and your yes is yes, your no means no, you have a axis mundi, as Christopher Gardner talks about, that's a direct connection to your creator. And I think that people will say that means you're a prophet, but it doesn't. I think that makes you a living man or a living woman. I think a prophet is very specific. I think Paul is a prophet, according to the Christian Bible, because a divine revelation directly from God that leads to a change in the current law is what a prophet is. It's pretty fucking specific. And so the fact that Paul claimed to get a direct message from God and then change the laws makes him a prophet. Just people being based is not, just people being directly connected to God is, I think it should be the natural state of man where you get divine insights and synchronicities and all that stuff daily. You know, that's normal. A lot of you guys experience it. I think there's been a lot of false prophets in the past that will experience the normal, interesting shit that happens when you're an honest person and, uh, and, and claim to be a God. Like people, I could have convinced a lot of people I, was, I am like more special than I am if I was a uh, dishonest person. People have looked at me in the past like, you're a prophet. Like they have. And I'm a buffoon. I'm not the one saying it, but people have said that. I have an ability of seeing patterns and shit that is unmistakable. And it has like synchronistic abilities that seem supernatural. I think every single person has that ability. Who made Paul a prophet? The Roman Empire. Conveniently. In my opinion, I think it's nonsense. But I think he's a great writer. I think some of the shit Paul says is great. I think Paul may have been kind of more like 
when people compare me to Paul, I kind of see it, except he claimed he was a prophet, you know, and I'm not. That one guy at the church lunch, you're the truth teller, you're him. Oh, dude, I've told you guys that fucking story, right? Oh, yeah, I've told it on the stream where I tried to go to this church. And uh, me and Amy went in, like, Gig Harbor, and it was total bullshit. Run by, like, a grab where they're trying to prove Christ through, like, science. And it was all about raising money for, like, their programs in Israel. I was, I, I was just sitting there, like, and this guy just sits down at our table. And I was surrounded by these people being like, yeah, you know, it's all about, like, working out. And Jesus wants us to be really shredded. Like, dude, I was in, it was, like, a, uh, horrible. Like, I started being like, and a guy just sits down, and he's like, you're him. And I'm like, what? And everybody else is just going on and on in this weird drone. He's like, you're the guy who tells the truth. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like barely talking. I'm like, hey, man, thanks. He goes, and he like looks at the other people. and He goes, this is the guy who tells the truth. And he's like kind of a little crazy, but uh, there's, gra- there's gravy, gravy and truth in Paul's writing. So much beauty. Most good things are grabble, discernment. We through. There's a chance that Paul didn't make some of those claims. And Rome was like, you'll do. Paul could have been awesome in certain ways. I don't know if Paul was the one who fucking said that he's a prophet. You know? I don't know. Some people might be trying to, like, frame Paul. Paul may be great. <laughs> now, do you even Jesus, bro? Bro, it's a... Or bear for all seasons. You might be a woman. It was literally like that. It was like Jesus is all about, like, working out and getting... Making money. And I was just sitting there like... Because me and Amy were like trying to find a church. And this guy with like a beard and he didn't fit in. And he just comes in. And he just keeps looking at me. Like I'm sitting there listening to these people. And he's just staring. Oh, I'm a dude. Nice. And he's just fucking staring at me. And he's like, you're the guy. You're the guy who tells the truth. No, you guys got to listen to this man. He's the one who tells the truth. And I'm just like. And I'm like, Amy, we, we fucking got to get out of here. Uh, is the gravel there to weed out the gammas, retards, and fawn? I don't know. I think there's a lot of trusting people that just don't think they're going to be lied to by institutions. Did Paul even exist? Who knows? But yeah, it's about the truth. And you get what I'm saying, Woodshot Bear. I can't prove Jesus existed using science, forensics, whatever the fuck people are using. That's why whenever I see a church trying to operate like that, I'm like, you've already failed. (laughs) You know? I'm like... You're using science, the religion of science, to prove your religion. You're now below science. You know, like imagine if I tried to use another guy to prove to Amy that I was great and I was like submitting. Does that make sense? Like how it's a cucking where you're like, where you're like, even Antoine thinks I'm a good guy. And Antoine's just some big black guy. He's like, yeah, you know. He's a good guy. And I'm like, see, Amy, listen to Antoine. Antoine is the greatest. He knows. And if I can get Antoine to show you that I'm a good guy, then that means I'm a good guy because Antoine is the one who really knows. Why wouldn't Amy just be like, I'm going to go with Antoine? You, You don't see that? You're saying even science proves that we're a real religion. Well, then why not just go with science? You know? We'll never know what really went down in history. No, but you will know the truth. You will. This this world is not about the documents and fucking carbon-14 dating and shit. That's all bullshit. 
It's not about, oh, the shroud shows. No, that's all mammon. That's all material. There is a truth here. Finally got my dad to see that science is a religion. He even said they think science is God. Yes, you, you will see that this place is not what you think it is. Antoine gets it. Yeah, I'm like, Amy, I, I know I'm not to be trusted, but Antoine is. And Antoine will tell you that I'm a good guy. It's like truthers appealing to the system they're fighting. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to vote our way out of this bad political system. You've already lost. By engaging in it, you just lost. If you're against the system. Now I know people that are like, oh no, you just have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Or I've seen more heart and com- communion and hardcore punk shows in church basements than the church. Totally. I've seen the same thing, dude. I've seen like real camaraderie and brotherhood and like iron sharpens iron in places that like the church, the churches I've been to, there's no iron sharpening iron. There's people that are soothing each other uh, and they're falling for scams. I mean, it's just like scam. That's why I get why people say religion's a scam. I understand why you would say that. It's religion is an important institution to keep the devil out of the public square. That's the purpose of it. But our journeys are personal, you know, and there is truth and you can find it and it's there and you won't get it from a computer model or any of that shit. That's like what's what's right in your area. You can use science, but not metaphysical. I think we all are given divine revelation. That might sound like to me, that is more questionable theologically to Christianity than questioning the Trinity. What I just said. I think everybody alive has the ability of being given direct revelation from God. Okay? I don't I, I believe that. I think we can all perform miracles and healing. <clears throat> and that's way more, you know, but people I, I don't think I'll be getting the pushback because the Trinity is like the gravel. I think what I just said is I don't know. Who cares? I've been talking for over three hours. Um, a prophets were abundant at one time and their primary role was declaring God's, declaring God's judgment. Your friend, Adam. See, that's the thing, Adam, is I can't declare God's judgment. I don't know how God judges you. I'm not a prophet. And for the, oh, how dare you say that? I've had probably a thousand people claim I'm a prophet. I can respond to this and it's not arrogant. Dude, ask Kyneton. There'd be people on the road when I do shows I remember this one girl came up and had, had me try to forgive her. She was like, I need your forgiveness. I'm like, wow, what'd you, what'd you do? What the fuck? What's going on? And she's like, and she just started listing her sins from her life. And I'm like, I can't forgive you. Like, I'm not a religious leader. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Like people, and that happened a few times. That, yeah, she was giving me confession. She just started confessing her sins to me, hoping for me to forgive her and give her absolution. I'm like... I'm a comedian. <laughs> so I know the gammas are going to freak out and go, how dare you? No one thinks you're a fucking problem. No, no. Well, people have. Many people. That letter just did. You know? Anyway, if you want to check out his uh, his sound, songs, it's Adam Metropolis. Oh, I see. I can just, I can read them out loud. YouTube.com slash Adam Metropolis. Spotify, Apple Music, Adam Metropolis, Wag the Dog. 
Other fun songs, Bass Income, on SoundCloud, Adam Metropolis, Alpha. Thank you. You seem like a good guy who's like, cares about music. Ah, dude, what a trip that would be. Forgive me, comedy for I've sinned. Oh, dude, totally. Hit that whooper button. I don't know how to do this. This doesn't make any sense to me. So how do I turn this on? Check, check, check. Hello. Hello, hello. This is fucking wild, dude. Hi, happy birthday. The gravy has been ladled. 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 Whoa. The gravy has been ladled. I get it. Coddington is a faggot. 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 That's great. All day long. So anyway, what I was going to talk about... Let me open another letter. This is going to be great. Whenever I'm opening something, I can just really, really hammer home a, a point. Like, I could easily say bowler bears are profit based on that letter, right? Because you get that feeling where you're like, someone's speaking so much truth, and there's like a feeling in it that feels divine. But he's not. He's just a half nigger, you know? It's just he's an honest man that's been given these revelations, you know? I think we're all supposed to have this shit. Trim the knob down to slow it down. Ooh, no way. Let's take a look at that. What do you guys want me to say? I'll read the first thing that someone says. Uh, How dare you? Okay. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Okay, little demonic on that one, but I get it. I'm into it. All right. I think there may be some black magic associated with the box, but we'll work through it. Um, Niggers are gay. 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 Okay, that's a lot of fun. That's gonna come in really handy. Uh hang on. Give shit. I'm retarded. Give me back my butt hang on. Give me back my bike, nigger. 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 
Yeah, I got another one. Give me back my bike, nigger. Oh, dude, I hit the wrong button again. There's two total buttons. I'm not a prophet. Give me back my bike, nigger. 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 Okay, let's... Give me back my bike, nigger. 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 Good morning, Owen. I hope this letter finds you well. It's a slow morning here in Georgia. After finishing up four days of farm sitting for some friends in North Florida... They have four children, and I would guess close to 100 animals in total. It was a gift to be able to help them in their first overnight family vacation with everyone in close to three years. There really is a market for farm sitting. I know, I need one for the uh, festival. Especially if you can milk a cow. It's a great skill to have. Farm sitting? I haven't left this area for more than one day since I got here. I can't. i got to milk animals every day. <clears throat> I'll be helping other families in the same way next week. God is good and is a privilege to be able to offer a valuable service and peace of mind to dear friends in this way. I'm the bear that Melissabeth wrote in about back in December, the single female builder buddy that stayed in their warm, beautiful home in the Ozarks, jumping around and offering help to theirs and two other families during time there. It was a beautiful and deeply meaningful time for me. I'm back in Georgia, at least for the time, and would appreciate prayers from the bears. It's a really challenging time for our family, and it is my hope that being here will prove to be fruitful. You've taught me a lot about the importance of the father's role in leading the family unit. Since we moved to Georgia in 2005, my parents, though still technically married, have predominantly lived apart. After 17 years of complacency, their lack of unified diligence has resulted in a downward spiral into chaos and aimlessness. I recognize that by living here in Georgia, helping my mom tend to our nine horses that live only to eat expensive hay, I'm enabling the situation. Please read next off stream, no problem. Uh, uh, yeah. What I believe to be the main continue on stream. All right. What I believe to be the main thing diverting his attention is his laser focus on the end times and his demon deliverance ministry. I recently told him that he should carry a card with him that reads, "Hi, I'd like to share with you, but first you should know that my family shows no support for what I have to say. Would you still be interested in what I have to share?" I love my dad and it is difficult to see him strive to genuinely help so many, but with little observable good fruit that is apparent as a result. Like all else, it's a complex situation, but our family has not felt like the priority, and that part is simple enough. I'm thankful for the support I have to be able to come to this place 
to be able to step back. That's all I will say about it for now. I'm deeply grateful for your family and for this bear community I now share in. God bless Murbear. Why, thank you, Murbear. That's going to be the end of the... Yeah, like looking at someone's fruit is very important because a lot of people will want to, quote-unquote, help out of ego. And, you know, one of my friends whose dad is divorced wanted to write a book on how to have a good marriage. And he was telling his dad, Dad, you're failed at, mar- at marriage. He's like, yeah, but I, know, I now know how to make it work. He's like, no, no. <laughs> like that isn't... Oh, and then I have to read the dark one from yesterday. I forgot about that. All right, now I got to go. It's been three and a half hours. I can't keep going. I'm being excessive. I'm being excessive. Um, Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it. Kyneton Final Super Chats, and then I got to go. Thank you all so much for the wonderful letters. I hope you enjoyed the stream. Awesome stream, awesome letters. Yeah, the letters today were awesome. Writing a book about marriage, success from a divorce. Step one, don't listen to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, do you want to hear about God? I'm in a failed marriage. It's like, uh, no. No more money bear. Greetings, big bear. Here's a tip for the piano man, and thank you for the streams of delicious, mind-opening gravy. Also, could you please let the bears know that February LA meetup is happening this Saturday, the 11th, and DM me on the BTA if you would like to join. That's uh, app.bertariatimes.com. I'm with you. God doesn't poop in diapers. He's outside the material realm. He created the realm. Yeah. Okay, unauthorized. For P.O. Box informed delivery signups, no more wasting time driving to P.O. Box for no mail. If I'm honest with myself, I enjoy the drive. I just don't like the rejection of getting no mail. (laughs) It's like no one even fucking cares. (laughs) I'm amping that up for comedic effect in case you're vaccine damaged or retarded. Eric, you get shekel now. Thank you. Gravy Master Bear. BB, glad my analog mail got to you. It was great. Pug Fugly, that letter about Buck was awesome. Buck was sent to prison as punishment, but he leveled up instead. Yeah, it's not necessarily punishment. It's you punish yourself. You know, like you go to prison, you can have a great time. It's like, yeah, it's like punishment. You can't punish the righteous. Only God can punish you. You know, it's true. It's fucking oddly true. I mean, I definitely don't want to go to prison, but um, if you know what you did was right and you, you know, and you're free in your mind, there's nothing anyone can do to you. They can't even take your life. That's why I think that, uh, that's why I know that there's an interesting thing that happens with death because the devil can't just kill you. You can tell that you can feel that or else they would like, why don't these evil fuckers just start mowing everyone down all the time? Because they, for whatever reason, they spiritually can't. All right. Um, Ten shekels on behalf of Boer, transparent, and what the community that BB built must have. Yeah, that was a great letter. Hit that looper button, BB. Test it out. I just did with all my nigger stuff. Denmark Bear can sleep like a prince tonight hearing all my nigger jokes. Nice box says Lefty Bear. Thank you. Turn the knob to slow it down. Hold the red button to record. Um... It's all a fractal and recurring forever and ever. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Permiso to use the term Holocaust, of course. And when the mask went on, their mask came off in a song, obviously. Analog coming. Thanks, BB. Anytime, Tim. Thank you for asking, though, about my rhetoric. Story stealers, word, and tip stealers. Yeah, camping is intense, much like that letter. You're doing great, kid. 
It's amazing when we see diversity gravy naturally occurring as it should. Yes. All right. Thank you for letting your little one play that song on the violin yesterday. It was so good. It has me dancing and smiling while in the shower at 530 in the morning. It triggered memories of my son playing the trumpet and band, and I regret not encouraging it more and solely focusing on jujitsu. That being said, my son totally dominated on the mat. Best wishes to you and your little one. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important to show uplifting things and not just keep preaching about how it's the fucking end times and all this bullshit. Barefoot 95, you're being very generous, bro. Oh, and I believe God is calling you for a purpose. He is, I, I think God calls everyone for a purpose. He's working with you as well as through you. When we question God, we find truth in him. I think Yah is proud of you, grateful for your honesty. I hope so. I'm dozing off, sweet dreams, bears. Good night, Denmark bear. I hope that uh, putting, you know, I used a Scandinavian looper to say the word nigger. I think it was like a lullaby to Denmark bear. All right. Steiner claimed our action affect the recently dead as well. Interesting. All right, guys. So if you want to support P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy, unauthorized.tv, uh, BertariaCampgrounds.com if you want to donate there. Tomorrow I will be doing a stream, but then at noon mountain time, I will be on Made by Jim Bob's YouTube channel debating none other than the Trinity. And it will be fun and respectful, and you will see how friends can argue about things, and hopefully we can all discern the most true story we can live by so that demons don't paint us rainbow colors and try to fuck us in the ass. Because that's always my goal. Also, buildingbertari.com if you want to check out all of our... uh, Our past documentaries, guys. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't be fruity and blow a guy.